Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 242 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? I thought it was episode 243. What did I say? It is 242. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Okay, whatever. Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I can feel that this is going to be a great one. And we've got a favorite guest on the show today. Introduce yourself, please, sir. Hello, everyone. Mis amigos. Dane Font here. Marketing man extraordinaire. Patron saint <laughs> of White Boy Summer and just general nice guy. Yes, he is he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I think so. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. So Dave Chappelle, as as you can imagine, uh he angered some people when he did his monologue on Saturday Night Live. My takeaway from it is just that everyone needs to stop whining, but we'll get into it. He has some very good jokes that ride the line between um, what would be considered offensive and what isn't. He takes shots at just about everybody, which is what he's best at. Uh we are gonna talk about Wakanda Forever, the box office outcome and uh the fact that Kevin Smith just can't seemed to prevent himself from, you know, getting emotional at yet another Marvel property. It's, it's funny that happens. so emotional, <laughs> it's, okay? Why are uh, you bullying him for having feelings? Meanwhile, me and you are always bullying <laughs> bullying people for, <laughs> for crying during Marvel movies. Maybe the, we just think that, you know, it seems a little bit silly that you cry during a, a Marvel movie, but that's just me. That's just me. We are also <laughs> going to talk about this very interesting article about a sign language interpreter who was fired from the Lion King... Uh, Broadway. The Broadway I was just saying live yeah, action play, but they're all live action plays, <laughs> believe it or not. He was fired from the uh, the Lion King Broadway show for a particularly abhorrent reasons. We will get into that in a little bit. And then also Sydney Sweeney got naked on camera and now she's mad because uh, her family's been dragged into that. We got that. And then we have meme review. Meme, meme review. review. <laughs> so we got a bunch of stuff to get into today. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? Let's go. Dane, are we ready? Not only am I ready, I'm pretty excited. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. We, we look for Dane's approval here. So it says, uh, Saturday Night Live slammed for Chappelle monologue, quote, popularizing anti-Semitism. What, are your, uh, what was the first thing you thought of when you read that headline? I can't believe that this is a genuine criticism against his monologue when clearly he wasn't roasting 
Kanye <laughs> in that monologue. Yeah. He wasn't roasting Kyrie even. Yeah. They they were just casualties along the way. He was roasting a permanent class in Hollywood that, you know, be they Jewish or non-Jewish people, completely deserved to be the butt of the joke for once. And they didn't want to allow that. Yeah, and uh, he, he took shots at a lot of people. He took uh, not just Kanye West, though Kanye West, I think, got the brunt of, uh, of what was going on here. Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, uh, a lot of things. Po- politics got brought into it more than I would have mm-hmm. liked, uh, to be honest. Like, that part always feels like... I just I don't need it in my life. I, I don't need them, especially still talking about Donald Trump in in 2022 uh, about stuff from 2016. Felt shoehorned like he was doing it to meet the middle ground to pull it back on this side of safe for TV. It was so PG, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. it oh, was yeah. super Omega PG uh, because he's it. very clever at his wording. Yes, and uh, like walking along that tightrope. That still allows you to be funny while on SNL. And I can tell that the length of his monologue, it's it's really abnormally long for the for as long as SNL monologues are allowed to go. I actually just read about a monologue that Louis C.K. was doing in uh, 2014 or 2015. And he openly said F you to Lorne Michaels because Lorne Michaels wanted to have him cut down on a monologue that was seven minutes long. Yeah. Half the length of the one that Dave Chappelle just gave. Yeah. So you can really tell that given the length of this monologue and also the subject it touched upon, Chappelle was leveraging his power, the, the name recognition and the popularity that is totally organic. Yep. Over SNL, which does not have the same thing. SNL clearly needs Dave Chappelle and the audience he brings more than the other way around. As a side note, he's kind of famous for that. Um, there's a comedy club in California. I believe it's called the the Comedy Store. And I believe that one night he, he was asked. I think Dane Cook was supposed to go after him. Mm. And they told him to limit his set to like a specific amount and so he did his set and he usually goes like sometimes like three hours long like he's insane and to to basically backhand the company for say to limit his set he goes and says hey guys i never do this but i'm gonna go outside smoke a cigarette if any of you want to hang out with me, you're welcome to come. And the whole <laughs> audience left. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about giving them a taste of their own medicine. The people who think that they are in charge of this this world, like comedy, entertainment, who actually contribute nothing to it, nothing yeah. to getting butts in seats. They want to tell the creatives what to do. And it worked because it has 4.3 million views in less than in less yeah. than a day. Uh, the other thing that I thought was very interesting was uh, the, the talk about Kyrie Irving. I, I, I heard nothing about, I didn't know this, this was an Amazon documentary that they were talking about. Yeah, he just, uh, Kyrie no, just posted this link, link to it and it was basically some, uh, I don't know, black Israelite yeah, type of documentary. No calls to for Amazon to take said documentary down? Mm. Yeah, you I guess. Imagine. He, he, well, he's also sort of 
like Kyrie's post was just a footnote in yeah. the it larger was, Kanye story. Yeah, and, it was just the URL, I think, too. And we, also, yeah, there there's a lot of framing going on. Like uh, the the more uh, the more supportive articles framed it as he took shots at at uh, Kanye West and he took shots at this yeah. and this. The the ones that were less uh, forgiving of him said that he was being, he was popularizing anti-Semitism. Which is insane. There, there's a, there, yeah, and there, here's the thing. There's a, there was a quote in the article from about the Anti-Defamation League that I found very interesting at the end here. Uh, it says, uh, I just want to find this one and make sure I say the, the right one so I don't. Okay, yeah. Jewish rights activist uh, Rudy Rockman called the SNL skit a meticulous and calculated move to desensitize the population f- from anti-Semitism, while New York Times theater editor Adam Feldman argued that Dave Chappelle's monologue probably did more to normalize anti-Semitism than anything Kanye said. You could make this about any group. Literally, like, they, the jokes like that have been made about white people for the last however many years that including by Dave Chappelle yeah yeah. so the call that they're normalizing it is abhorrent to me because all groups either everyone's open for criticism and humor or no one is Mm -hmm. and until that's uh, back in the, back on the table, I don't want to hear about it because it's annoying to hear that uh, nobody wants to be told that some group gets special pre- preference when it comes to comedy, right? That's why people get so uh, abnormally angry when people get mad about comedy because it's like, look, if I have to be the butt of the joke at some point, then you do too. That's fair. Fair and, is fair. And again, super duper PG. Yeah. Like it, it, it wasn't like Kanye that was like, I'm going DEFCON 3. Yeah. DEFCON. And it, it's, yeah, DEFCON. Well, it's because Kanye is not going off for the purpose of entertaining people. He's going off because in the, the depths of like emotional instability that he's at, he <laughs> feels like he needs to expose some truths. Yeah. And Chappelle, his only aim is to entertain, to make people laugh. And that means targeting everyone. It means everyone has to be on an equal playing field. You can't be told that, you know, this group of people, you can't make jokes about them. You can't win telling him to to stay silent on something because that will make him focus on it all the more. Also... Um, no, no discussion of trans rights, trans issues in that opening monologue that I heard. I appreciated that he, that, that he, that he skirted around that yeah. issue and also that none of the skits yeah. focused on that issue or the controversy surrounding it. Because it shouldn't be all he is. And then even after that, even after the episode has aired, people are still talking about it and weirdly reading into uh, mostly the silence of this non-binary SNL cast member, Molly Kearney and this also non-binary SNL writer Celeste Yim was the writer but, the one that that's that boycotted. Well, Chappelle's reps spoke to Page Six saying that there is no evidence of any boycott from any writers, so and all of them fabricated. seemed very excited about yeah. Chappelle's appearance and everything. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once, then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. But Celeste Yim, the writer uh, who identifies as non-binary, posted this on their Instagram story. I'm trans and non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. Transphobia is murder and it should be condemned. Wow. That was relatively relatively recently. And you can extrapolate from that, you know, what might have motivated that post. So I'm sick of other than that, no evidence of a boycott. And I don't think that even if there was one, they'd get away with it. And I saw this tweet that was like so on point that said the SNL writers who boycotted, if they did, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle ought to be Elon Musk. Meaning mass layoffs. The first half hour was a Chappelle monologue that was funnier than anything on that show in 30 years. Yeah. I, I want to ask, can you read that quote again from Yim? Can you read that quote again for me? Yes. It said, I'm trans and non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. Transphobia is murder and it should be condemned. This, this is, I, I was thinking about this such a nothing day. statement to just throw on your Instagram story too. But this is, I was thinking about this the other day. That is exactly the type of thing that would never work outside of transcript. If you say that in the real world, it comes off sounding ridiculous and stupid. But like written down on a, on someone's social media page, mm-hmm. you can get a, a call to action from something like that because everyone reads it in their head uh, in their own tone of voice, right? So it's just the, the type of hyperbole that doesn't work in the real world unless you're giving some really good speech. And even then... It's hyperbolic and people can tell it's hyperbolic. Yeah. It's a, that's a, literally the consequence of the internet. The, the transcript world we live in created that type of hyperbole that drives so much of the language of uh, that, uh, the nor- that it normalized anti-Semitism and that it was a calculated move to desensitize the population from anti-Semitism. That's the type of stuff that doesn't sound as good when it's actually said out loud uh, yeah. and when it's typed. And this is that somber, grim scolding school teacher tone that so-called comedians are taking and expecting the same results. But this is why there is nothing recognizable as true comedy in entertainment anymore. SNL is one of the main culprits for that. And I think inviting Dave Chappelle on and not uh, going out of their way to silence him because they don't have the power to do that anyway. Yeah is maybe the beginning of a beginning of a step in the right direction to recover them recover SNL to its previous prestige in that space. But Chappelle was saying that the the supposed writers that were walking off set like they were actually working with them and they were like perfectly fine. Yeah. So, I wonder how much of this is just generated. Yeah, yeah, to create some hubbub. 
Plus, nobody cares about Saturday Night Live anymore and haven't for a long Honestly. time. Honestly. Uh, Ever since Lonely Island left, it's... Yeah. Well, everyone loves Andy Samberg, which reminds me I need to watch Hot Rod again. Anybody ever seen Hot Rod? That movie's did, incredible. Yeah. Cool I don't beans. know why my younger brother was like very fixated on that on that movie. He the loved soundtrack. that movie. The soundtrack. <laughs> He's a legend, though. Um, the Andy Samberg was uh, was a fantastic writer. So uh, it's just another example of the the thing that gets me angry is the fact that one group uh, uh, one group or another is allowed to insult everyone and then other people aren't. He also uses the point where he talks about I had Jewish friends, which you think of when people saying I, I had a it. black friend. Like it's mm-hmm. that's that's what that comes off as to me. Well, that's exactly why he said it and also but that's that's like it's like we live in a culture now where you can just degrade that and say that doesn't mean anything where it's like i have a a black friend and they're like well (laughs) yeah it sounds like something like a racist would say i hope that if you one gay oh i I don't hope this happens actually but if you want to get in heat with the latino community you start parading me around like listen yes i will that's me amigo i I have i have dane over here say how much you like me dane (laughs) I, I mean, I need testimonials from you yeah. uh, if I ever say anything offensive. Which Red Dasovic, muy bueno. I, I, <laughs> you have to do it in that voice, yes. too. Yes, it's fantastic. He's like taquito, very spicy. <laughs> I've got to wonder, do these butthurt people on Twitter with their pronouns in bio know that their anger makes his jokes funnier? Uh, no. Do they know that they're actually working in his favor? Because when I see... Someone saying uh, Chappelle with the A in Chappelle censored with an asterisk. Yeah, because they don't want him to be able, they don't want it to be searchable. And when they say Chappelle is vile, yeah, I laugh more. Yeah, well, that, that <laughs> they're they're actively working in both SNL and Dave Chappelle's favor by doing this by broadcasting their outrage. The, and it's uh, like you're on the same side as the establishment yep. in entertainment right now. That's actually been something I've been pointing out to a lot of. I was pointing out to a friend the other day. I said a lot of these people, it's really funny who, how they don't understand that uh, they are now every bit the establishment where they, they, they decry corporations while begging yeah. for jobs from Disney. They, they, they want nothing more than to tell uh, billionaires to get in their place, but they only see legitimacy through the New York Times or the Washington Post or Disney or Warner Brothers as CNN. Like they are, it feels like they're almost trapped in a way. Like they can't make it on their own because if they made it on their own, they wouldn't need those companies. So they, it's like they, they, they always put uh, what happens in comics is like they put their name of like the comics they work on in their bio, which then explains why they have a blue check mark, even though nobody's ever heard of them. Right. So it's like uh, they get all their legitimacy from corporations while trashing corporations. And I noticed it this weekend. I was watching I was rewatching Batman, the animated series after Kevin Conroy passed away. And even that there's a lot of like uh, in some of the earlier episodes, there's a, um, a scene when Clayface, the character of Clayface uh, is created, where basically you find out that the leader of this company of Gotham Corp is like, like a bad guy. He's like getting a humanitarian of the year award. Well, well, like they're in like the lady that's announcing it outside of the, of the front office of the building, the news reporters like, and he's a huge, he's a great humanitarian as like a security guard's like beating up like a pedestrian real for yeah. yeah. So it's like, even then, like when you think about that, that was made in the nineties, but it was still done at the, at the behest of a, a multi-billion dollar corporation in Warner brothers. So mm-hmm. they're trashing, Warner, they're trashing big corporations while being part of a big corporation, and it's kind of always been part of Hollywood. So it's uh, it's interesting to see that type of, I guess you'd call it cognitive dissonance in a way, like they don't realize it. Well, there are also 
always going to be cases where people think they're infiltrating a mega corporation well, for the greater good and you know that's true i mean they you, think they're working against the interests of it while actually they're just a useful cog in the machine it's it's funny too because that's that's uh they were talking about the facebook layoffs how like they've they laid off like eleven thousand people and they're like, but did anybody notice? I mean, I don't use Facebook, but did anybody notice Facebook not working? No. Same they thing all, with Netflix. They did anyone <laughs> notice that the user experience on Netflix is different now that they've gotten rid of like a thousand email jobs? Yeah, they were talking like it's all it's all women in HR jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they don't have like actual jobs. It's like project it's an untenable situation. Coordinator person who like a diversity program coordinator. It's like, well, what about yeah. the... You, what, do you really need more than just your head of diversity? And you just like come up with agendas for Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Oh, they love Zoom calls too because they feel important. They're oh, like going, Zoom hopping calls. on my next Zoom call. Like that's like, we get it. You, you, you're proud of being an adult. That's Imagine how much uh, like SNL writer's room suffered in its output from doing it over Zoom. Yeah. Rather than having like the chemistry of a bunch of people around a table that happened talking when the when that one writer remember we talked about it like the the guy was writing a uh, a scene for an episode of like nine one one yeah and the guy made like a not an anti semitic or he made some type of like racist joke it was or, no it was like a it was a line that he wrote for a white character who was racist so, yeah. that like obviously trouble. the racist character is saying something racist and then the entire rest of the writers room over zoom was like shocked and appalled by this yeah. and ousted him yeah, it's it's like uh papa because john. context doesn't matter yeah, it's like papa john he said uh he said uh, a word that you should not say to explain that things used to be different in his time and, and then context didn't matter then context doesn't matter now because people don't think logically this is why like even though dave Chappelle appearing on snl seems like a relatively small victory um it could actually be a sign that there's like a new beginning on the way for comedy uh, because the, like what works works yeah you know like normally what they want out of a monologue before this is just jokes cracked at the expense of like audience members who may be watching yeah. and now they're learning that like being outraged against the common man doesn't actually land i keep telling people and everyone gets super annoyed at me when i say it but like woke is going to end like it's just it's untenable it's just gonna stay with losers on the internet predominantly on tumblr and whatever something horrible and out and out of this world will replace it and will long for the days of wokeness but but we'll have a nice period you know. Are we sure something better is going to replace it and not something worse? Oh, something I said worse. something horrible. Um, yeah. Like the so. only thing that but I some can people see, are more optimistic than that. Me, oh, that's sweet. Me and I you discussed the fact that it may it may take the fact that eventually one day the people that are at the top of these companies will be smart enough to know because they'll be closer to our age or I mean they'll be older by that time that they'll understand that 20 uh, nut jobs on Twitter does not equal the populace as far as like where you need to take your cues from on what to make and what to not make so if you just because you get 20 outraged emails in a row does not mean that the product is something that you should pull it just feels like a lot because you're one person fielding a bunch of emails mm -hmm. uh, but in the grand scheme of how many people actually took in that media was that a lot 
And I think that a lot of people that are at the top uh, of these companies now don't understand scale. And when we, the, the royal we, began looking to comedians and entertainers, actors, actresses, singers as a guide for our collective moral yeah. compass, that was yep. the beginning of the end. I would agree with you 110%. I don't know that. what will replace that that didn't. structure, but yeah. like... That was a particularly sassy finger well, I just somebody, <laughs> somebody pointed out this. Brett always says 110%, and I just did it oh, right there. Damn it. Well, <laughs> lean into it. it. Lean Say into it more often. I, like I said, I, I told you that story about the, the friend who's like, I don't look up to actors. I look up to people that deserve to be looked up to, like Stacey Abrams. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, God. I was like, we are screwed. I, at least look up to someone who's dead, right? <laughs> How about your parents? Is that a standard? How, I mean, it's uh, better than Stacey Abrams or... Louis C.K. Are those our so, only how about somebody, met, somebody you've met, somebody you actually know yeah. in the real world? Let's go to super chats. Who do you look up to, bro? Uh, that I would have to I would have to field that question at a later time. I'll let you I'll let you know later. The Stoics, because I'm not Stoic, and I wish I could be. Stoics. Let's go to super chats. Uh, I got the page frozen. Okay. Uh, so okay, wait, I got, got it. it. Okay, All Mandalore right. said uh, Mandalore approved this message. Well, thank you, Mandalore. Um, that was before we even started yeah. the show. And which is, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> so he was approving a message that wasn't even there yeah, yet. Yeah, he, he was that. He trusted us that much. Uh, Carnell said, Ola, Dane, sup, Brett, and Mary, hail to thee. Is hail to thee better than hail Mary? A little bit. A little bit? Just a tiny bit? S yeah. <laughs> Still a little jarring. Shimmy Shelley said, ultra-Orthodox Jew friend said Dave was hilarious. You just have to learn to take yourself less seriously. What group you belong to does not Define dictate, you. you know, what you find funny. Exactly. Simple as. Rega Tan said, Game Awards voting opens. Guess what I'll be voting. What will you be voting? I didn't know about this. I'm going to take a wild guess. He's going to vote for Elder Ring. My guess would be Elden Ring. Yeah. Dane, you, you wanted to make the announcement about uh, Pokemon. You wanted to mention that since we're not doing it today. You wanted to talk about it? I mean, it's pretty old news by now, yeah. but um, after 25 <laughs> years, 10-year-old Ash Ketchum <laughs> has become the Pokemon master. Did you did you see that there was a great meme? It says, uh, the corporations finally have the, the employee they've been looking for, a 10-year-old with 25 years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> Bad, but I don't know. It, it really... So... That that anime came out when I was super young, yep. and it's crazy that it was still running to this day, and people, I mean, always would clown on him like he'd never win. But when you think about it, you know, he began. He's always makes it really far. He's a child, and if you've ever done anything competitively, it's pretty impressive when you think about it. So. Props to the fictional character for accomplishing his goals. More so than me. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, what does trans and non-binary mean? You transform from not a woman into not a man? Help. I, I, I believe the trans answer. is the umbrella term that they say covers both non-binary and binary. But once again, it's all artificial anyway, so who cares? It's just exhausting. <laughs> it's just a big melting pot. Yeah. Is that all? Mm -hmm. There's more here. We got more here. 
Really? The, yes, we got more here. I guess I'm having technical issues. Mary, okay, so we've got uh, uh, so uh, Tacti Platty says replace woke with big avocado activism. He's right. The avocado industry is taking us out one by one. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy, and uh, frankly, I, I think uh, I think the hippies are behind it. The hippies are behind it. Uh, the Dragon, Ians, as I call them. <laughs> Dragon's Talent 1001 says, can we start teaching elementary kids the sticks and stones saying again? Yeah, that's that's a really funny one that, that people like discount that saying now in an age where you know language and uh, speech is violence, not speaking is violence, and hate speech is a thing even though nobody can actually define what that means and maybe that's the most frustrating part about it is like as soon as somebody brings up the term hate speech i'm just like what does that mean the new sticks and stones is sticks and stones may break my bones but words are literally murder there you go and say it just like that too yeah all right uh we uh, we are having some some technical difficulties here as i can read this the, one no well uh, as far is as that the, it's not just me right it's you too no i i've got them on here but the but the money guns are not we we are like uh, my my gun jammed like oh, the no. common sense gun Don't, control is not okay working. dane i almost thought that you were about to throw like a solid brick of money at me that would have been funny let's try this big fast kid <laughs> okay that's right. not as scary. All right. So it says, <laughs> uh, so thousand Are there foot more? Yep. Thousand foot deep end says, oh, goodness, I, I didn't need, mean to make you self-conscious about saying 110%, Brett. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I make myself plenty uh, uncomfortable and self-conscious all the time, all on my own. Uh, it does not matter if other people say that. I, I have plenty of things that I'm uh, self-conscious about. And we have one more uh, from Brie Louise says, when you're going to, uh, it says, when you are going on a date, you put on a shirt and ride your bike to the date. Rod Kimball. I need, we need to, all, maybe we should have like a watch party for Hot Rod. I've already watched it so many times after my brother like forced me to. We should listen to the soundtrack on air. That's what we should do. All right, no, there, there's definitely a, what, yep. what movie should we all see together? I feel like there's one. There's at least, there's I mean, at one. least Wayne's World. Yes. That would make sense. I, uh, that's a great unifier. I found that I've, I've never had a conversation with a person who felt like Wayne's World was less, uh, wasn't as good as it uh, as it actually is. Like most people tend to agree on it if they've seen it, if they're older and they haven't seen it. I saw it so long yeah, ago. It's a, it's, a, it's a masterpiece, guys. All right, we're moving on and we're going to, hopefully the, the money guns uh, are fixed later, but otherwise we're just going to read the super chats as we go and we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So it says, <laughs> uh, Twitter reacts to Kevin Smith crying over Black Panther Wakanda forever because of course he is because it's Kevin Smith and he's, uh, he's got to cry. I love the preachy question. Uh, are we really cyberbullying someone for having feelings? Yes. Firstly, the answer is yes. But not only that, you are intentionally being obtuse and reducing the situation Obviously, it's not just Kevin Smith having feelings that we are clowning on him for. We are clowning on Kevin Smith because he decided to not only cry at a Marvel movie post credit scene, cringe to begin with, but he took out his phone, took a selfie in the theater with the flash on, and then proceeded to post it on Twitter for likes and upvotes. I have no so As a man. Like, as a man, as a self-respecting man, and also just, like, someone with the courtesy not to have their flash on in a movie theater that's dark. I have no problem with the with the man crying during the movie. <laughs> I have a problem with the man, like, taking Attention a seeking it, for it. Then, yeah, that's very feminine. Yes. <laughs> it's no. very feminine. Yeah, and it's, it's really just kind of rude. And also, it's 
picture is absolutely disturbing. There's I don't a see pic- a soul behind those yeah. eyes at uh, all. And uh, well, I think a lot of it's like remember he uh, if you guys remember he got he was uh, he had a heart attack or something years ago and he had to lose a bunch of weight and it seemed like after he lost all that weight he like couldn't control his emotions. That's interesting. Maybe he unblocked one of those chakras. Could uh, yeah, could have been. So it, it's also, <laughs> but it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about last week, which was that uh, there's a lot of fake fakeness and uh, fake emotion, fake connection, fake uh, any type of human experience when it comes to Black Panther and Marvel, and not even Black Panther, Marvel in general. Uh, this one actually, in fact, I'll, I'll actually quantify that. This one makes more sense to me if I was to buy it. This one makes a little bit more sense to me than the other Marvel movies because people okay. do develop slightly um, uncomfortable connections with actors and characters that really shouldn't be a thing in current year, mm-hmm. but they do. So the death of Chadwick Boseman could have led people to have that type of emotional connection. But Kevin Smith is the is the boy who literally cried wolf. He just cries over everything. So, so why would that. I buy it? He's like the Jordan Peterson of the film industry, maybe. No, I mean, but Jordan, I mean, like, the thing is... But with, with like, none of the real uh, sincerity, yeah. because yeah. this is clearly just a ploy for attention, and... White Limo's like, really... He said, just saw Black Panther, that mid credit scene, worth the price of admission alone. White Liberals really, really love to show how much Black Panther in particular means to them. Yeah, like and, just, I just I gotta say it's kind of sus. One of the qua- one sus. of the quantifiers that I saw uh, Zach from Comics Matter said uh, Black Panthers for white uh, liberals who listen to NPR and love to go see slave movies. Mm, yeah, <laughs> awkwardly <laughs> specific, yet weirdly accurate. telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know. I maybe you disagree with me, Brett, but like I did not feel that palpable level of emotion in the theater when we saw that mid credit scene at all. I, I mean, I didn't. You weren't in tears. I, like there wasn't a dry eye in the house. No, but like I, I did not feel like that was a heavy moment I, in the theater at all. Maybe I'm just not in tune with that. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was done with the with the really tight close ups on Shuri's face. I will say that Letitia Wright did a fantastic job of portraying that scene, but I liked it more before they even brought spoiler alert. Before they even brought on uh, his uh, his son. Before they even brought him into the shot, I liked it more when she was just burning the the funeral clothes on her own. And then, yeah. like, I didn't need the rest of that. If anything, I felt like that the was a good The nephew reveal was over the top. Yeah. Not needed. Well, yeah, I'm saying, like, the if she had just burned the clothes herself, that would have been enough, enough of a connection back to her mother mm-hmm. that I thought there was enough emotional resonance there that they yeah. didn't need to hammer it home with, like, he's also got a, a secret son. The soap opera storyline of he has a secret son that nobody knew about. When it's super against all logic uh, is just part of this uh, is part of this heritage now. It didn't really make any sense. I just want to read this critical drinker tweet. Uh, he like quote tweeted Kevin Smith and said, "Kevin Smith acts like being a complete feline is a badge of honor. I mean, you almost have to admire his dedication. <laughs> He's really committing to the bit of being a complete and utter pansy." And then somebody has a screenshot here of all the Kevin like Dude. Kevin Smith crying things. Like taking a selfie what? of yourself crying and posting it on social media. I'm sorry, never defensible. It's never defensible. Also, like, are there really that many? If a if a woman does it, it's just emotionally manipulative. If a guy does it, I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I, or it's like I look pretty 
crying which is weird <laughs> which is but weird. like if you think about that thought going through a man's head it's just kind of questionable well, but then i i was surprised to see a lot of people coming to kevin smith's defense i mean that doesn't surprise me i, I mean it's, it's is this like a thing like he has a big like fan base oh kevin defending smith is, this behavior kevin smith is a is a is a huge deal in and Hollywood, some people so. even made this political he this one person said, Kevin Smith is trending. Don't bother looking. It's mostly right-wingers pretending that they've never cried. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even about crying. Nope. No one is clowning on him for having feelings about a movie. I'm sure everyone has felt strongly about a movie before. It's about posting the selfie yeah. of your front-facing flash camera <laughs> no, and your soulless, teary eyes on Twitter. It's very what a straw man. What annoys yeah. me about this is similar to how some people are just flipping with the word I love you or the phrase, yeah. I guess, I love you. It's, mm -hmm. that, it's the minimization of the action. You know, when you cry, I mean, you can cry as much as you want. But like when you cry, it's supposed to come from somewhere. It's supposed to reflect something. And even the action of making it a photo op, which will then be yeah, used for an external purpose later, completely defiles the the whole purpose. Absolutely of disgusting. Yeah. Like, and I I ve and I tell you, it just troubles me as much as like when people have just met you and they're like, oh my god, I love this about you. We're best I friends. I love you. Like, oh, don't you, don't, you hey, do not. That's 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 a woman thing, though. That's that's a woman thing to be like uh, besties uh, with people with girls that they hate and like talk crap oh behind God, their yeah. back. I mean, it's nonstop. not even about hate, but like that over familiarity and that that feeling is what I get from Kevin Smith's online behavior is you are just way overly familiar yeah. with strangers on the internet who don't know you, don't care about you and you shouldn't expect them to. Anytime I see like a, a fit, like a, a, like it's, it's like any, a famous person on Instagram posts a picture and like the top comment is some other famous person who leaves some comment. that's like, Oh my God, like we had the best time this way. You know, it never comes off as sincere or honest it feels like if anything mm -hmm. the tears taking the time out of your day to document uh such an emotional experience feels like it, it's just a mirror back onto the fakeness of social media and culture that's why people joke that like your closest friends are the ones you've never taken a selfie with or yeah. you have like no social media public ties whatsoever yeah. you have like maybe one fuzzy <laughs> picture with them because you're actually enjoying all. your time together when you and this together. is yeah this yeah is the issue with the the hive mind like i, I don't know how you want to name it the wokes the progressives the whatevers is that they do everything so flippantly often that it means nothing they use so many hyperbolic pejoratives yeah. so often they mean nothing they use um words like murder and hate and Nazi, so often they mean nothing. And now mm -hmm. it's not only words, it's actions, weeping, yeah. like crying. Now, it, I, I couldn't even believe how many pictures of him were that, Yeah, that's crying. why that's I, I called it like Pentecostal, Yay! Money like guns. religious emotivism. Yeah. Uh, yay, the guns work now. Um, 
another like speaking of words meaning nothing another tweet said kevin smith hate is so forced and fueled by toxic masculinity there we are i get not liking his movies but he's one of the most genuine guys out there in hollywood you don't know he just loves fiction movies and fantasies he's just a big effing nerd and for some reason that pisses people off also the word genuine he's he (laughs) cries for everything how is that genuine He's a Words shill. mean something. I mean, I, I mean no disrespect to him, but it's just. It <laughs> co- I mean, I do. I, I, I <laughs> look. I, I'm. I'm. I find the posting of the photos a little sus. I do believe that he he has a lot of genuine love for these properties and these franchises and this culture. He grew up creating stuff that exists in that space. But at a certain point, it just feels like you're a shill. And he also he got into fights with Clownfish TV when they when a lot of the spoilers were coming out for uh, Masters of the Universe Res- Revelations and people. Were like uh, revealing spoilers. He's like, that's not true, and he was like attacking them on Twitter. And I always think it's funny when like extremely famous celebrities attack YouTube channels, and then the stuff gets proven right. And all of those uh, things got proven right. And then you know he kind of had to eat his words later. The big thing was like he said uh, uh, early on. He's like, I was uh, I'm a huge He-Man fan, and I can't wait to work on this property. Right, and then somebody found a tweet of his from like 2013. He's like, I was never the biggest He-Man fan, but there's a so-and-so event going on at this uh, at this place. If you want to go check it out, and somebody's like, Huh, that doesn't make much sense. See, that was better. That was better. So, are, are we sure that the stream is working? Uh, did we lose it? I don't know. I got a message that it was frozen, but as long as the chat isn't telling us so, and I, 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 I think we're okay. Uh, I still have good connection. Are we good, guys? Yeah. Chat, if you can hear me, write based in chat. I think we're all right, guys. If you wanna, if you wanna let us know if it's uh, if it's the chat, if everything's going good, just let us know in the in the chat that we're that we're still live it's here. It's a weird day today. It is. Uh, <laughs> we're up in the air. The I mean the, the and crisis, it's our it's our go off day. The, so this the is crisis, really not fair. The crisis meter is is frozen, guys. So there there is a problem oh. there. So we uh, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna. We're gonna keep going, so yes. And that's apologize. our only choice. We apologize about the about the crisis meter, but the stream is good, so we're gonna keep on going. Uh, okay. <laughs> speaking of which, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about Black Panther and, and yeah. the other things going on with it, which was that uh, it's in doubt of making a billion dollars, even though it did make a, it did make a hundred and eighty million dollars domestic this weekend, which wow. is down from two hundred and two million for Black Panther one. But if you think about it. That's before inflation, so it actually made quite a bit less than uh, the first Black Panther did. I could get used to <laughs> this. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> it came in. It came in. No, it's the number two uh, opening weekend movie of the year behind Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which opened to 187 million, and it is the eighth highest grossing MCU or it's the eighth highest opening MCU movie. The rest of which were all Avengers movies, Black <laughs> Panther one, and Spider Man No Way Home. What is uh, what is so funny, my friend? I don't know. We're just I don't see an end to Marvel movies okay, now. I, I, okay, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to somebody who said that they'll become passe and eventually nobody will care about it anymore. But I don't know if I buy that uh, it used to be that when corporations were more decentralized, you could expect new trends to take over. But these companies are literally so big that they will just force it forward and you won't have a choice. And mm-hmm. like I said, we went to the theater. It was packed. There was plenty. Of, there was plenty of people there laughing at all the bad jokes 
yeah, and, and I liked it. I thought the movie was fine. Like the, the first one was really the, good. I, I generally like the first Black Panther a lot. I haven't seen this one, but um, I, I want to read a few comments from our Instagram page that uh, pertain to this. Actually, okay, they're they're pretty it. insightful. One said, "Same Mar like when I was saying I have this." Uh, inexplicable animosity toward Marvel and I can't tell why someone said same Marvel had its time to shine but after 10,000 fighting movies yes it's time to see Marvel fade out into the nothingness of the universe another one said if I had to guess the animosity it probably comes from the gradually shittier content Marvel has been producing CGI as well all. as making a dead actor's corpse into a mannequin for them to profit off of that and the fact that everything that company has produced was nonstop fighting movies. Yeah. See, these these two people say, like, the action all blends together. None of it means anything. There's no finality to death. I think that there is a market to move on for fighting. I don't think fighting movies go away. I think live action fighting movies come back like John Wick. Uh, mm. Like when it feels like even that one feels like there's not no like stakes overpowered. Yeah, even that one feels like he's, it's got no stakes. He like literally mm. fell off the top of a building in the last last one, and he's like kind of okay. <laughs> but it's Keanu Reeves, so I can uh, I, I I will forgive him the way that I will give him the benefit of the doubt. The way those people on Twitter were giving Kevin Smith the benefit of the doubt. There's so many films. <laughs> like there's so many film students in the U.S. like make movies, guys. Like, why are there better independent movies that, like, break the scene? Uh, and, and yeah. And also, we get, we should talk about better writers, too, because there was a, yeah, a lot yeah. of people talking about how there was a a, uh, a plethora of racial stereotypes <laughs> and racism in this movie. Now, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when when Tim came back and he, he mentioned this to me before we had gone to see it, when I watched the movie... I, I mean, it's there, I guess, but I was able to lose myself enough behind the characters in the world that they had created that I didn't see it that way, though that's clearly, uh, when you're at the writing phase, that's different. The thought had to go into making those characters that way, so it's, it's there, but it didn't, I didn't notice it, uh, I don't know if I would have noticed it until Tim had mentioned it. If the argument is that the stereotyping was unfair to the black characters in the movie, then... Well, I think there's some I, all around. Well, I think it was mainly, like, anti-white sentiment in it, but if you're if you're arguing it about the uh, stereotypes of, of black characters in the movie, I understand it from the angle that they are portraying this extremely overpowered, high-tech, science fiction society in Africa that still is flinging spears and carrying yeah. buckets on their heads. Like, I, it, they have all of the technology that they, they laser beam up Isn't into, into UFOs. They have, like, this insane, uh, like, unobtainable substance that gives them... Power of the all the other nations in the, on the earth, but isn't the and idea, yet they still resemble yeah. like real Thank world you. conditions of like struggling developing African countries. That is kind of weird. But I I always look at that stuff as more artistic choice. It's like cyberpunk. It's like the 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 tone of cyberpunk. Right. right? I'm like, not saying I agree with blending. It. It's the blending. I think they're talking more about uh, they're talking about race relation like relations between uh, African American. Well, in this case, not African Americans. Uh, 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 Wakandans blacks and, and Mexicans. Uh, that was the yeah. the proxy. The proxy. But war. also, I saw uh, 
disagreements about the way that the Wakandan and American conflict was portrayed. Mm. So, like, some people are saying that this critique uh, and the central theme of, like, corruption from the U.S. government Mm. is saying... There are only a few bad apples instead of painting with a broad brush oh. that all of it is evil. And then I saw this post uh, actually, with a screenshot of Val, the director of the CIA in the movie, saying any future project involving this character is going to have so much propaganda, it's going to be insufferable. At first, I agreed with it, but I didn't realize that what they were asserting is it was, they think that this movie had pro-U.S. Yeah. propaganda insane well like that's not even close to the truth the the idea that uh that martin stars that that he could be a good guy but then there's bad apples in the government i mean the same thing with uh captain america winter soldier is that not reality and that's it it's funny i have a (laughs) i have a love-hate relationship with those genres right because i can watch all the cop shows all the military shows i want and understand that what i'm watching is good storytelling what i consider good storytelling but when you think about the realities of the world we live in it is a form of propaganda. But right. But I'm not looking at it in that context. I'm looking at it in the context of somebody creating characters that are worth aspiring to with situations that are worth overcoming, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that writer is out there to get me to recruit me for the military or to be a police officer. I think they're just markets that people have saturated, and there's, and there's money to be made there, and the money's to be made in creating good characters. And to be good characters, you have to do stuff that people would want to see, and that's to be heroes yeah i mean like when we watched the cut like when we talked about the svu storyline when right? we like, yeah we, we, when we talked about svu we've pretty much covered yeah. that it's um all but statistically proven that these cop shows svu specifically but also as a broader theme yeah definitely condition people to think that victims get justice more often than they do that cops are more proactive in these cases than they are or that the, they the, progress faster than they actually do in the real world and and give them like overt senses of justice that yeah may, that may be there in a real person's underpinning but not necessarily there in some self-righteous way where they stick their chest out to this to the air and, and talk about getting justice for people that yeah. may be important to many of them and that's that's why i have a problem with people not understanding that there's a fine line there and that it, there's nuance that's worth talking about that just because you're that you enjoy that material doesn't mean that you aren't uh, blind to the realities of like that there are bad cops there is uh bad aspects of the american military industrial complex all these things and the same thing would go true here like i do think though that these companies when disney makes these products whether we like it or not these are pro-establishment people that do love the uh, oh they're they're still pro-establishment people (laughs) there are warring establishments and if anyone is trying to argue that wakanda forever is valorizing the u.s government in any way by having this bad apples theme that's completely off base like not even close to their intended purpose in the movie and this tweet pointed it out it's kind of unlikely wakanda forever pretty explicitly says the idea of america america destabilizing countries is wrong like they're the colonizers and val is obviously a villain 
There was no ambiguity to it whatsoever. She literally and said, I, like, I, I can't that wait that... for people to die. Yeah. And, like, later on in the movie. Like, they, they threw that line. I don't, that wasn't the line exactly, but it was something like that. And that was, like, that screams of that scene where I love these things in movies. It's like, have you ever seen the, the cinema sins where they do the bad guys, uh, suddenly a rapist cliche? Sorry for the R word. Like, it, it's like a cliche, but you have to do that one thing that makes the character so unforgivable because it makes the story more easy to, to delineate who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in situations that might be otherwise more morally ambiguous. And they had to add that line to her to make you understand fully that she's not the good guy. Which is insanely counterproductive because typically, at least for me, the best pieces of media are those where you somewhat understand the antagonist's motives and you somewhat relate to them. And you're like, man, like it, it, it really sucks that these series of events had led you to this point, yeah. to this go, inevitable point almost. I go back and forth on that. I do understand the the draw of characters where it's like every bad guy is the hero in their own story. But at the same time, sometimes I just like a mustache twirling villain that's just out yeah. to destroy the world just because, because they said so, because they want to. Like, but, I love the simplicity of that story because I don't think that most of Hollywood has proven in recent years that they're capable of telling a more complex story anyways. It all depends on go the back writing. To basics. I think it all depends on the writing, but the most, at least the scripts there were the most high quality for my taste. Yeah. I think the best villains, usually it's when it's an ensemble of villains and they somewhat collaborate because their interests convene. However, they all, they all, they all have their own individual thing going, which is, I think the most true to life version that it is because Typically, people that are unlikable or you see them with certain characteristics, it's typically because they're so selfish with their own self-interest that, you know, they don't have room to collaborate with anything else. Yeah. So, like, everyone's seen as a means to a, to an end. And those are the types of type of villains that really enthrall me. And here's the other thing, Mary, that I don't... <laughs> This is why I don't think that we can trust people to really understand that type of nuance because we are in a time now where everything is so simplistic that now just because Shuri and Riri Williams were like cool with one another, that means they must be gay. Yeah, and we've talked about this uh, recurring theme a lot with like male friendships in media. How You're not allowed are... to just be dudes that are friends anymore. Yeah, like there's no such thing as like a, a like just a wholesome bromance Shipping ruins. Plotline. This is shipping. Shipping fault. and like chronically and online Tumblr. MCU stands. And Tumblr. And yeah, specifically Tumblr. So it says. Uh, are to blame for a lot of this creepy. Uh, yeah, this creepy behavior on, on the internet. So basically in the movie, uh, Shuri goes to, uh, is it MIT or is it Caltech? It's, it's MIT. MIT. She goes to MIT to, to uh, take Riri Williams back to Wakanda. And I will say that one thing. I will give them this. They made Riri Williams absolutely insufferable in this movie, which means they are okay with making things comic book accurate. It's just not the stuff we want to be comic book accurate because she's insufferable in the comics. Uh, and basically the idea here is that because they're like friendly with each other and they kind of smile at one another, well, that must mean they must be gay because this is the world we live in now where there's no such, there, there are no defining lines to anything. Yeah, and I also saw an argument that just because Shuri was trying to make sure that Namor didn't kill Riri, the scientist, that means that she's in love with her. Well, uh, so did the like, queen. Like, there's just yeah. no nuance. So did the queen. Was the queen in love with her? Because that would be kind of creepy. 
Right. Because the queen is super old. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, they aged Riri up for the movie. Yes, from six, I think she was 16 in it to 19. Also, Not remember, only that, but, like, she's portrayed as far less mature than both Sheree and Vermonda. She is exactly how... If you wanted a, a to teach a master class on how to make a character that nobody could possibly like... She is a very, very good example of that. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, she's kind of glib. She's extremely, uh, not self-righteous, but she's very, she is kind of self-righteous in a lot of ways when she talks about, uh, you know, how nobody, everyone underestimates her and everything. And she's very snarky. And the snark feels like 90s snark in a world. Like, I thought, I thought it, at first it was done on, pur- on purpose to show a sort of a, a linguistic, uh, callback to like America like the Wakandans have their accent and they have this very very pronounced way of speaking that mm-hmm. is more formal and then you hear this kid from the US who let's face it if she was going to MIT I don't know if I, I buy that she would sound like that uh, I, I would assume that she would well, sound that's because you're racist I, well, I, I would assume that she would sound more <laughs> I, I don't know professional maybe I'm wrong I, I don't know like it just it didn't feel real it felt like a Hollywood example of what they were like wouldn't it be cool if this person went to MIT it didn't it didn't ring true to anything in the real world and it was just really really unlikable Uh, all of the characters who were supposed to be likable were not likable the characters who were supposed to be frightening were not frightening I think Shuri I think you're aside from Shuri yes I think and I I think Okoye is exactly how she's supposed to be in that movie and I think that works for her she's kind of she's uh, a bit emotionally distant she's closed off because of her uh, military role Uh, I think she her Okoye and Shuri are really the ones that carry that movie with help from Angela Bassett with her with the Ramona with her two Ramonda's two speeches that she gave that I felt she did really really well I actually like engaged with someone and I normally don't really get into those types of things online talking about how I felt like her reaction to um Okoye losing Shuri made sense because even though yes she should have taken responsibility for it I don't feel like logic is going to be how a person reacts in a situation like that I think blaming someone else for something you might have had a hand in hand in felt uh kind of unbelievably human to me so yeah that Um, made sense I I just see okay I want to say, firstly, Namor was not an intimidating villain no. at all. <laughs> and that's his physique and the way he comes across on camera. But there's this warring faction of the ones shipping Shuri and Namor and the ones shipping Shuri and Riri or Shuriri, which I just learned today is actually the ship name that they used in the canon, like in the actual comic books. This was part of the plot. I don't know how it progressed or where it went. I did not read the comics, but they look like trash anyway, so I'm sure I'm not missing out. Um, (laughs) But uh, someone tweeted, like, there's just this disturbing level of investment, like emotional investment in it that... I find, like, secondhand embarrassing. Someone tweeted, Ryan Coogler, can you please confirm that Namori is not a thing and that Shariri will be so I can move on with my life? Yeah, it's uh, that, that, that <laughs> stuff is always... I've always thought that's a weird... Like, even me, like, in my most um, not, like good parts of my life never felt such a connection to something that I had to feel like it was, like, a, a secondhand, like I was actually part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just weird. Honestly, I, I wonder where this whole shipping phenomenon... I, I mean, I know where it arises, like, physically, but 
psychologically where it arises. Uh, I, I mean, wonder how much... Village matchmaker. It goes all the way back to Moonlighting. In, in Hollywood, it goes all the way back to Moonlighting uh, and stuff there. But, it, I mean, that type of thing with characters. The X-Files with Mulder and Scully. That stuff has been going on for as long as we can imagine. And I think a lot of it is like now we're in an age now where people are just... They're lonelier than they used to be. That's So that's uh, what I, I wanted to get to. I feel that... Some people are just so terminally online. Yeah. Yeah. That they've, I know, I and I don't want to say names, but I know people in my life that have completely, completely given up on dating and finding a partner and anything. And yeah. like, you know, like, I don't want to be like the annoying Latina aunt who's like, hey, well, hey, me, how are you getting married? But like, um, just some people it's like uh, I don't know I don't think it's ever gonna happen and I'm okay with that and the these people don't some, tell Mary that don't tell Mary that I feel like some of them I won't it's <laughs> just between us she's, she's gonna she's gonna chat. tell you that you gotta you gotta do your part for society right yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> brings back memories and uh, I got so sidetracked by that but I uh, these people they they've given up so much on their own like personal development that it's like, well, at least yeah. it's my favorite character. Yeah. You know, like you're living vicariously through them, which is just, yeah. And like, it's kind of like the next step from being like a sports fan. It's like, I, I'm a champion as a result of these like strangers. Yeah. Being very like I mean, talented. I, I feel that way about politics. Like it feels very sports. Oh yeah. Oriented now. Oh, so yeah. let's uh, also want to point out before we move on that they did. Uh, the movie was uh, edited in Kuwait, but all the other releases, Saudi Arabia and other Middle Eastern co- countries, the, the movie was released with no no edits made to it. So the, the Because the, the scene big that scene featured the, the end, lesbian couple yeah. was literally a blip on the radar. Yeah, like, and it's going to change Ghana forever, says uh, Michaela Cole. Yeah. Yes, it's going to change forever. So let's go to Super Revolutionary. Chats. Wayward Soul said, my fave is gender void. It's totally metal. Yeah, you're, if your gender is void. Nothingness. Based. Uh, is, that, is that a thing? Gender void? Apparently. I've never heard that before. I mean, no, it's not, but <laughs> yes. Question mark. Waffle Sensei said, Tim said Black Panther 2 was racist towards Mexicans. I didn't get that vibe. How y'all feel about that? It wasn't. Uh, I did like. I didn't feel that it way. Wasn't. I, I did, like. I said. I, I could see where they got that. Where that. I mean, we could get into the from, detail of why he but, thought that, but then we would get banned on YouTube, yeah, right? And, uh, to me, I just I didn't feel that way. I, I felt like they did a good enough time building up the story of these people as individuals. Like I at least understood what Namor's. I hate. I don't even like saying that. Namor's. Uh, what his motivations were. Uh, and Shuri's motivations like I felt like we got enough time with each of them however minimal it might be that I looked at them as individuals and not as part of their groups so a lot of people shipped Shuri with Namor because they thought like when he proposed that alliance between Wakanda and Talokan that he was also like proposing a marriage they just do it and the movie just ends like Like that (laughs) that's the realistic Ending right. <laughs> That's how it's normally let us come gone together in to save. Let us come together to save our kingdoms. Based. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Christopher Poole said, hey, first time watcher here. You guys aren't bad. Well, thank you, wow. Mr. Poole. That Thanks. was very kind of you. I don't know what that blue wrench means in your name, but if you're a first time <laughs> viewer, that's fantastic. <laughs> Kai Rain said, Brett nailed it with the crying comment. I forget which comment that was. Uh, nailed it, though. The, he but nailed, nailed it. it. Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no context needed. Uh, birth control. Birth control. <laughs> Dane is about to take his birth control. Yesh said, come on, Mary, masculinity is literally murder. See, a lot of things apparently are literally murder except for murder. None of that would matter if we I'm just got rid learning. of the internet. Murder's murder. In, in, in signs. <laughs> like, no, because you can, okay. uh, then we get into the abortion debate. Ah! Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it is what it is. Woo! DT Mega Doo Doo 97 said, I bet Kevin posted a selfie when Stark said, Love you 3,000. Also, Mary, can you say Big Chungus again? Well, you just did. I just, just did. did. So I, there congrats. you go. I, I, uh, I offer Kevin, Kevin Smith the chance to make it a year without crying while watching some type of mass marketed consumer <laughs> pop culture. Not even that. Just like make it a year without posting about it. Yeah. Well, no, you I'm can not, still cry. No, that's what I'm, uh, okay. Yes. You, you, you are, <laughs> you are my, you are much better than me. Yes. That's what, that's what I meant. Not that just you can't hide cry. your feelings just like the rest of us. Be a, Jeez. Be a man. <laughs> Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> Carnell said, why is it when critiquing anything in fandom, those who defend it tell you to go cry about it? But when somebody openly admits to crying over a fictional story, they are looked at as having feelings. Yeah, interesting that that double standard. Yep. If you're if you're mad about the source material you loved being trashed and made into a gray sludge. Take that, you incel. <laughs> then take that, you incel, and go cry about it. But Kevin Smith is valid. Okay, well, okay. Be because he's part of the mainstream As long as you blindly praise the product. Okay, cool. You're allowed to have feelings as long as those feelings only go one way. Sassy Mary is best Mary for sure. <laughs> like, it's not even close. It's a go-off day. Mm Waffle Sunsay said, I actually did think Namor was concocting a marriage because he gives Shuri his mother's bracelet for no reason. Worst plot hole of the film. Yeah, that might have been in the original script, but like taken out so they can leave the door open for the lesbian romance plot. Yeah, they're like, we'll see where culture is in five years and then we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I was, we'll I was, see where um, the culture of Saudi Arabia yeah. or China maybe, is at in five years. Maybe then maybe we'll Vince. talk. Uh, I mean, I was having a discussion with, with somebody when, when we left the movie, with Kai when we left the movie. I said they, the, a lot of things that might feel like plot Plot holes or things that they leave open-ended are literally just there because they're making 9,000 things at once mm -hmm. uh, and they may need to introduce it somewhere else. So uh, I did, I, I mean, marriage, that was what I got from those interactions when they were in Talocon, not Atlantis. So, <laughs> all right, guys, we're moving on. This is very interesting and, and kind of infuriating once you get into it. It says, white Lion King sign language interpreter says that he was ousted over his skin color. Uh, he was uh, a sign language interpreter for the Lion King on Broadway, or he was supposed to be. His name is Keith uh, Wan? Wan? Wan, Wan, I think. He's uh, 53. He's got 10 years of experience working on Broadway as an interpreter. And Fun fact. He's white. Fun. Well, yeah. So, so he is. He's. He's uh, just gonna put that out there. And uh, the director of accessibility programs, Lisa Carling, basically uh, said, "You can't do this." At right after they hired him. An They're internal like, email read: Keith Wan, though an amazing ASL performer, 
is not a black person and therefore should not be representing Lion King. Uh, so he not only said why not? should not be representing black actors in Lion King, Lions? but Lion King as a whole, he cannot represent any of the characters in it, even though it is a cast, a diverse cast of white and black and other races. Um, so I'm he, so, so confused. How, I just want to ask, firstly, when did lions get races? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. They're they're animals. Thank you. <laughs> Secondly, how absurd are we going to make this situation? Are we going to have a black ASL interpreter for all the black actors, a white ASL interpreter for the white ones, and then all the other races who are on the cast will have their own ASL interpreters well, think who interpret only their lines? Well, think about gender. Well, what if uh, will only men represent male characters when they do ASL cre recreations and things? How far is this gonna go? Have you ever seen the video? of the the poor asl interpreter who does the eminem concerts and she's just the she, oh she goes like yeah. 900 miles an hour yeah, she's going half i've yeah. seen that yeah. yeah like imagine like uh or like megan the stallion ones did oh my she, gosh did she need to grow up in detroit michigan on the on eight mile in eight mile to understand what eminem's lyrics meant so that she could accurately portray what he's saying in songs no because this argument is stupid and you're just a bunch of racists so uh, he filed a title 7 complaint with, with the with the federal government and hopefully he wins and really yeah I, 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 I thought he was just suing the the nonprofit. It says he's well, suing the nonprofit theater development fund over racial title. discrimination after he was told it was no longer appropriate to have white interpreters represent black characters what black for ca ASL Broadway shows. Are, are they saying just black characters because the actors portraying the characters are black? A few of the leads are black. Not all of the leads are okay. black. Some of them are white. So, so it's but, really just that he can't interpret for any of them just because some of them are yeah. black characters. But again, it's like CGI animals. Well, they're not. It's live. It's, 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 it's live action, but the live, the... CGI live action from 2019 is literally just animals. So, uh, yeah. but the voice actors in the 2019 version were like Donald Glover as Simba, right? Yep. And James Earl Jones still as Mufasa. Uh, like, I guess race swapping a voice actor means that lions have races now. Uh, I also found this quote really, really interesting from Shelley Guy, the director of ASL for The Lion King, says she called for Carling to get rid of all non-black interpreters, according to another email obtained by the Post and cited in the all suit. Uh, I'm assuming title it would have to be under Title Seven, though, right? Because that would be the anti—you uh, can't uh, discriminate based on race. I or don't religion. know. I um, guess so. We should hire him, have him in like the fourth box. Yep. And he should yeah, speak we us. need a pop culture crisis ASL interpreter. I, I took sign language in high school. I forgot all of it because uh, I, I, I'm deaf in one ear. So my mom thought it would be a great idea. My dad thought it'd be a great idea for me to learn sign language. Unfortunately, what they didn't know is it was first period and I wasn't really awake much of first uh, period when nice. I was in high school. So uh, yeah, I don't remember much, but yeah, this poor guy. So it says uh, he was shocked when he received an email from Carla and remember Carling, she, who sheepishly asks him and another interpreter to leave the show due to the current social climate that is made up nobody was complaining about this except for your racist employees well now that they fired him and this situation has come to public attention now there are some like activists for the deaf community actually getting behind the decision um i saw this tweet saying 
Uh, I've seen white interpreters have a tendency to take over and control for their own benefit for interpreting. That's but this should give to black interpreters to rep or this should be given to black interpreters to represent black characters for ASL Broadway shows. What does that even I mean? I don't for think their it has benefit? nothing to do with skin color. They just openly say that. And then they also added Keith Wan, a white interpreter, turned into Fox News, crying, playing victim to gain attention because the fact because of the fact that he got fired from Lion King. So it shows he doesn't really give an F about deaf and black communities. Wow. This is disgusting behavior. <laughs> Dude, this is the world like you being fired because of your skin color and not just taking it means you're the bad guy. And this is How dare he? likely someone who is actually like a social activist for deaf people. Yeah. And even they are, you know, falling in line with this decision and I guarantee made by you. people who don't care about their interests. They only care about avoiding backlash. This is so hyperbolic. It sounds like a South Park episode. Uh, like this is so wild. It's uh, so, so, so he, his job was to be what? Like, yes, I would love to not be employed. Thank you. I'm so sorry for what uh, my ancestors Sorry did. for party I'm, rocking. I'm going to go, I'm going to go <laughs> slink off to the woods and do, and just die. Because Basically. because you decided I can't have a job, <laughs> like uh, or or he can only work on all white productions. Yeah, which is not is a that thing. not which twice can't as discriminatory? I want to point out that Hamilton is still on Broadway. That's yeah. I saw a tweet that pointed out they thought that was hypocritical. Someone said if a white sign language interpreter can't be used for Lion King, should black characters be canceled from roles in Hamilton? It's the same principle, but if you apply it without a double standard, then you end up in an impossible situation. Um, another person said, these days I feel like we are back in the 60s when it comes to race. The point was to come together, treat everyone the same. Boy has the pendulum swung. A white interpreter for The Lion King was fired because he's white. He's good at his job. The employer agrees. So why? It's uh, it, what, the funniest part about this. Whenever this type of stuff comes up, is the ultimate level is like ultimo level gaslighting. When people are like, "That's not true. That's not happening." Like that, that's what happened. Like anytime I, I I've given up. Like I used to bring up to my friends. Like these were the types of cases oh, yeah, where I would bring them up to my friends and be like, "Look, this is going on." They're like, "Where'd you get your source? Fox News." I'm like, "Well, if that's Checkmate. the only well, if that's the only place that will cover it, and I'm no fan of 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 Fox, just like I'm not really a huge fan of MSNBC or CNN because I think they're all biased. But if that's the only place that will cover it, then what what are you supposed to say that it's not?" real the the guy didn't file the lawsuit that kevin Wan is a fake person that somebody made up in a lab somewhere it, it, what again the best part is like oh someone's complaining that he lost his job for an unfair reason Boo! you Boo! racist oh man it <laughs> like, sounds what? like something a white supremacist would say take Truly. that you incel <laughs> yes so it's actually insane like Again, the logic just doesn't follow. Can a black ASL interpreter interpret for the lines of white actors? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's fine. I'm sure. Why? Uh, Why? The, the, it doesn't hold the, up to scrutiny. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but it does because you know what? Don't think about it and just go take your job loss and die in a corner, guy. That's what they. That's what they want. They want you. They want yeah. you penniless. They want you broke, and they want you to stop complaining because of equity. They they want uh, in the name and the funny thing is this is permeated so far into culture. There's a, a company that uh, makes like a 
a company that I used to skate for that just released a women's skate and literally called it the equity model. Wow. I'm not kidding. Like, so it literally says equity on the side of the skate. And it's like, why are you bringing up? It's like, like might as well have called it the affirmative action. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like who does that? Yeah. No, no. I mean, at least they didn't make it pink. No, it is. Oh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> there you it's, go. Whoa. Okay. Actually, no, it's, uh, it's a uh, dark, <laughs> it's like lilac purple, actually. But they do, they, they do release, uh, lilac a pink one. Well, it's for girls. Like, they, it's, here it's, you go, girls. Here are your Barbie skates. Well, You're a skater be, Barbie. You it, can do anything. I, I actually don't, I actually disagree with you there because I think that's, then it's like saying, like, uh, it's like, then you're supposed to just change it just to subvert expectations. What if women actually do just want pink skates? That's fine. But then don't call them the equity yeah. skates. Um, and, and the, only, and the real difference between ASL that, language interpreter Barbie. Yes, that, that's you what it is. You can be anything you want to be. Uh, as long as uh, as long as we fire a bunch of other people first. Uh. I just, it's just incredible all the places this faux outrage has reached. Also, the other one was a woman. She could. She should have been like, you would dare fire a woman. She should have. Uh, she should have done that. She should have used their. You have to use their own internal logic and intersectionalism against them. Well, yeah, but there's a, there's a totem pole, and I women know. fall lower on it. Hopefully, that red Christ. pills this lady, right? Where she's like, maybe I'm not. Never does. The, yeah, no. It, I I always laugh at that when I'm like, oh man, they're like, oh, that person's really going to understand what's going on. Now I'm like, no, they're not. They're going to think this is an isolated incident, and it's not an isolated incident. But let's face it, Broadway's kind of nuts. Uh, I mean, Broadway's always been kind of nuts. True, but I'm, I'm guessing there's not a lot of sign language interpreters. Just going to be a wild guess of mine. It's a pretty small mm, market, I, I, I especially not just sign language interpreters, I guess but ones performers. who can perform that way. Yeah. They are actors in their own right. There aren't that many of them to go around. So uh, I can't imagine that this is a road they want to go down. How um, dare he go on Fox News and complain? Also, seriously. like this is just fired. showing that they're they're continually reimagining the Lion King to be a story of representation that it was not originally intended to be in the '90s. Thank you. Woo! Was that was that our first? That's our first. Thank you guys. Um, like the. If I'm not mistaken, the first voice actor for Simba was Matthew um, Broderick. Yeah, uh, Matthew. No, uh, was it no it was. It was. Okay. It was Matthew. And Broderick. young Simba was Jonathan Taylor Thomas from mm -hmm. Home, Home Improvement. Yeah, so it's like, I I understand. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Thank you guys. Um, I also did not know that uh, Moira Kelly portrayed Nala Moira Kelly, who was in yeah. Everwood, and then also in the underrated. Uh, teen drama One Tree Hill If anybody ever saw One Tree Hill No she I did a, I just don't remember it She played a mom in that So she must have been Quite young at that time They're Reinterpreting Lion King Because these events Take place in Africa For that to mean That Lions are The equivalent of Black human I beings Or Like I, It's almost Kind of insulting yeah. I, They're animals well, remember, I used to make that joke. I was like, we need to make no movies with human beings for like 10 years. We need to but just, we still we can't still escape it, Brett. This is what I've been telling <laughs> you. the worst part. You can't win. No, you can't. Because then it just becomes about representation in voice acting and in ASL and in 
all of this other stuff. So you're going to be you're going to be intersectional and you're going to be angry at your fellow human being and you're going to like it. They say you're not yeah, allowed. Incel. You're not allowed <laughs> to actually believe in some type of unity or cohesion with society because there's just too many things that divide us. And sometimes I do believe that we are too far gone as a society. Not to black pill anyone here. That like uh, throughout history. Uh, we are so heavily focused on what's on what divides us and what makes us different from one another that we don't actually focus on the things that actually unite us. Like I said, bring back the term first world problems. Remember when everyone could get united around the concept that uh, living here in America was kind of like winning the lottery, no matter what income class you were in, because it could be a whole lot worse. It just doesn't hit anymore. No, like it's just not, you know, there used to be some cancellations where I was like, this is freaking outrageous and this one's is freaking outrageous but it's just like oh wow that's a new and creative way to be a complete and other racist yeah like mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't even shock you anymore no not and, not at all and, i mean uh, but in hollywood i expect it, nothing from these people this is also part of an industry that's very heavily focused on um who you know right so they're not heavily focused on qualifications it's a lot of uh incestuous casting meaning that it's all people within the same demographics and art by its very nature is subjective so could this one performer like whoever they hire will probably be just as fine as him i don't know but who's going to be the judge of that right there's no there's no definitive way to say that this guy was better than this guy in this type of art because this guy's not going to be the one driving ticket sales yeah that that's not really the point. No, how good they are at the job. But I'm but um, yeah. No, I'm saying that the the problem is is that they get away with it easier yes. in a situation like this because of the subjectivity of the work they have to do. Do you want to move on to super chats and then as people funnel in? Do you have them? There? I I do. Okay, yeah. guys, we have the super chats, so don't uh, <laughs> don't ask for your money back. I saw a comment in there saying that they were going to ask for their money back. No, we are going to read them and let us read them right now. Okay, <laughs> Dragon Stalin one thousand and one said, "Brett, rub some dirt on it and walk it <laughs> off." <laughs> uh, we, we're going to need to do that given this episode is uh, leaving me with weirdly wounds. fitting. Yeah. Yes. Gross John said, "If you're doing meme review, all videos." Pre-checked on YouTube, no copyright claims. Perfect. Okay, cool. I don't cool. believe you. But yeah, for some reason, I don't believe you either. Thousand Foot Deep End said, given to black interpreters because they can't earn it on their own. That's, That's uh, them showing their hand, yeah. Very racist on their part. Dragon Stallion 1001 said, um, can they fire the black translators because they aren't trans species lion interpreters? Apparently mm. not. Valid point. Shimmy Shelley said, officially requesting airplane movie watch party. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. I was actually like just watching a review of that and I, I, I wanted to watch it. Airplane movie? The airplane. movie Airplane. Yeah. With an exclamation mark. I never even saw what it was based on, like what it was parodying. Also, I see Dane, uh, a Dane font in the chat saying based. Uh, Dane is single-handedly out there. To destroy. So you're that celebrating word. this? Yes. You're yeah. just like celebrating our downfall. Okay. I'm not celebrating that. Uh, we almost sure? said we blame Mary. I'm like based. Yep. Kyrene says hashtag blame Mary. <laughs> I, I I'm fine with hashtag blame blame Shane Cashman. Yeah, I I think this is somehow Shane Cashman's fault. True. Keaton is ballin. Said happy Monday, y'all. Hey Mary, I hope my daughters will one day be as based as you are. <laughs> You give me hope for the younger generation. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's sweet. 
Thousand Foot Deep End said, it says a lot about the state of race relations that someone can fire someone for being white and think no one's going to have a problem with it. I mean, effectively, they don't. No one they, did have a problem well, with it, oh, yeah. so uh, maybe they were right. <laughs> and you get lost in like just how many uh, you forget how many people just don't hear about it because of who chooses to report on a subject, right? So if this never gets covered by anything other than the New York Post, no one reads it. Mm-hmm. Quiet Inari said, "The Lion King is based on, I think you mean Simba, the White Lion. Is he white?" I don't get it. I don't know, but he's canceled. Okay. So. <laughs> canceled. Moving on. DC said, any chance of salvaging the rest of this episode? We'll do our darndest to try. Yeah. Um, definitely. I'm actually, like, right now, I'm literally working through my annoyance at the <laughs> at the stream going down. And that was, happening. like, kind of emotionally traumatizing. It, it, not going to lie. Yeah. We were just still trying to come back from that. <laughs> uh, Quiet Nari says, no, it's called Kimba. 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 Sorry. I don't. Wait, is that like based on a folk tale? I. Uh, you'd have to ask Quiet Inari about <laughs> about Kimba. Must be. I love chat. Uh, it says uh, Shane is also in one of Tim's music videos. Oh, they're talking about it down there. I'm gonna leave the chat up now for the rest of the episode, guys. We're just gonna hang out now as we go through the rest of this. We got one more topics, and then we've got meme reviews. So you know, it's just mine's more actually because I have a little touch of the OCD when it comes to something like this. Like sometimes I'm looking through like all the info, and mm-hmm. I look at that one episode we had where it was like de- part one, part two, and I'm like. Yeah, I but agree. That's very frustrating. So you know what? It is what it is. Uh, let's we okay. got uh, one more. Super, uh, yeah, one Quiet and Ari said, no, Mary, it's Kimba, anime White Lion King. Fun. I've never heard of this in my life. Jetstorm39 said, I don't have much, but I want to be noticed. Can I get high from all of you? Hello. Hello. Hello Jetstorm Jet 39. I wonder what Jet I wonder what Jetstorm 39 wow. is in reference to. My greatest friend. I actually played um what was it uh what was the uh, you played yourself. Yes, I did. Uh um <laughs> Wave Race 64, which oh is a game Oh, my God, about, that game ruled. Yeah, yeah. Wave Race 64 was fantastic. So, uh, okay. Sketch do you there, have it? Uh, I, I do. Dude, what? Uh, so it says, Kimba the White Lion is a, is a manga that Disney stole to make The Lion King. Well, Disney does that a lot. Uh, it was were, actually called The White Lion? I guess so. That's so funny. Yep. <laughs> oh, News Source 27 says, I'll take a bong rip for you. I'm not sure if he's talking about Thanks. us or the people on the show, but thank you. <laughs> All right. Let, let's move on yes. to Swi- Sydney Sweeney. Let, let us do so. All right, guys. So it says, Sydney Sweeney rips internet trolls for tagging family in screenshotted nude scenes from Euphoria. That's the world we live in now, guys. We're, we're in a weird place now where, uh, first of all, I want to point out that this is not hard to believe given what her grandparents said. Yeah, if you didn't hear already, Sydney Sweeney's grandparents said that she has the best tits in Hollywood, That's which is something I, I feel like you shouldn't say about your offspring. Yes. But that's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm weird. Oh, right? I want to point out Jetstorm 3D. It's a, it's a Transformers character. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yes. So the, they said this, but the twenty-five-year-old twenty-five-year-old actress slammed people on the internet who took screenshots of her nude scenes in Euphoria and tagged her family members in. I'm now trying to picture like who in the family tree got tagged if they were just like going through a list of like just looking up various versions of Sweeney on the internet <laughs> and like looking to see which ones were like and then see who like the like the 
fellow like who followed them she's like did they also follow this person hopefully not weird cousin you know i can't tell if they're tagging her family members in it because they hate her family members thinking that they're maga or they're tagging her family members to slut shame her Mm -hmm. i'm guessing the latter the the latter is based former (laughs) french Uh, (laughs) um yeah so city sweeney's like basically known for having done these sexually explicit scenes because this was her breakout role and i gotta say like play stupid games win stupid prizes you were the one that you know took your top off on tv and now you know you want to turn the blame around on the people who are responding accordingly to the way that you have uh, behaved in this crass way and and coarsened the culture, really. Like I you, I, I still would have left family it, out of it. That's yeah. just me. That's, I mean, look, she she needs to accept the consequences. She did this publicly, yep. and this stuff is you know publicly seen by a bunch of strangers. But you don't. But then you have a problem with people close to you seeing it. Yeah. Maybe look into that a little bit. So it says, like, Sweeney, yeah, Sweeney <laughs> got candid about her popular role in Euphoria as high schooler Cassie Howard and said that the internet trolls who sent her family members the explicit photos of her on the show as an example of the sexualization of that women face in society. Well, you permeate and propagate That's that sexualization. Never, that is never what it meant. And by the way, all of the sexualization in Euphoria, I believe, is really more of an agenda to sexualize children yeah. than it is about women. By the way, this is a super sane, incredible cope. This is a show that is meant to be watched by strangers and people across the land. And she, I mean, I understand that the act of tagging family is particularly nefarious, but what is the expectation? Like, she's saying, like, like the, oh, family, yeah. the family didn't sign up for, for this. The, I, I think, mean, look, the, look, I'm just Sydney saying. Sydney Sweeney. No, firstly, Sam Levinson, who created this show, has r- d- done wrong to society by putting it out there, mm. by sexualizing children this way, portraying high school characters as these, like, actual porn actresses. Yeah. And don't tell me that that isn't, like, totally an agenda. Secondly, Sydney Sweeney, in her character as Cassie, has also wronged society, okay? By actively coarsening culture, exposing young people to this type of content, portraying them while she, 25 years old, plays someone a decade younger than herself, mm-hmm. getting basically, like, gang-banged, I mean, that's I never watched the show, but that's what I hear happened in yeah. it. Don't tell me that she didn't start this. Like, yeah, tagging the family members, that's, that's you know, a shot from, from below the hip or whatever. But, like, you started this shit. Yep. It's like a, she says you have I don't a, feel bad for her yeah. at all uh, I don't feel bad for her I feel bad for the relatives for getting dragged into it I, I don't they didn't I mean I don't this. know if I even feel yeah. bad for them because what yeah. I hear about Sydney Sweeney's history is that her parents encouraged her into this industry and in fact they sacrificed their own careers and moved out to LA so that she could do auditions for years before she ever took off well, they're not as a mainstream what, figure I don't feel bad and, for anyone like what is the again what is the expectation 
expectation that you're going to have your tits out on the age of the internet and you expect no one to do something like this? You have a character that goes through the scrutiny of being a sexualized person at school and then the audience that does the same thing, said the White Lotus actor. Well, you know, in this case, I, I do laugh at the idea that uh, it somehow was supposed to stop there. Like it was supposed to stop at the film when literally we were just talking about uh, things where part of the culture with Marvel is that the people have this weird fascination with these characters that goes far beyond just observer and observed uh, characters in a movie. You know, they don't just leave it there. Nothing gets just left there in the art. It gets expanded upon and manipulated and then propagated out to people through social media. So this was always going to happen. I just don't think that the, that they, I don't know if it's cousins, if it's her parents, then sure you could you could argue that. Look, this is what all they have. I've heard about Sydney Sweeney's family yeah. is that they have done nothing but encourage this. So they if, are part of the problem. If it's she if it, made the decision to be seen in this context at her big age, fully like has her brain developed. She is twenty five years old. She cannot claim that she was coerced into this. That she didn't know what she was getting into. She knew exactly what this was what this was about this is about shock value coarsening the culture and relying on sexuality to seem artistically valid but it actually lacks integrity i just don't think that the that people need to do that to the family members that aren't her parents if her parents made that decision but and, do what and, uh to, to where is this to, moralizing coming from though to, to, to like where was this into it where was this moralizing when Sydney Sweeney showed up on the scene and showed her entire naked body to every viewer on HBO Max. Also, she, where was that? She then? is not looking at it through the perspective of somebody through moral stances because she's probably likely lacks that moral compass in that respect or sees herself as an artist taking something and creating it. I'm not saying it's yes, right or it's wrong. She has been conditioned to yes. think that this is normal. However, you can, there's no way that you can erase the natural aversion yeah. to publicly exposing yourself in this way in like the most intimate context you have exposed that to the public and where My, I, and there where is I, a natural aversion to that that she ignored she ignored her conscience to go through with this for money and still she says she can barely make a living on on acting so uh, it serves her right. She says, I think it's ridiculous. I'm an artist. I play characters. It makes me want to play characters that piss people off more, Sydney remarked. That's Go where ahead. I lose my patience with her and say, look, you, uh, you brought this on yourself. I get it, right? But it's not, it's, you're not pissing anyone off. You pissed yourself off. Listen, mm -hmm. morality aside, again, like my argument is nothing to do with morality. It has to do with common sense. You... Put your breast out there for the world. And you are shocked that your family is being tagged in your tit pics. How are you shocked? Yeah. It's not it's not as if you took a candid nude and sent it to an ex and then the ex was an a-hole and sent it to your parents. That's not the situation. And that situation would warrant, I think, her anger or level of confusion you showed your body on a public platform that is marketed advertised popular and meant to be advertised to again like 
a large general audience. Why are you even surprised? That's what. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Like maybe she'd have more of a valid claim to be granted privacy and common decency from the public if if it were the case that a lot of people, maybe most people, uh, hadn't heard of her for the first time either because of her nudity, her nude scenes, or because of the controversies surrounding her nude scenes. Mm-hmm. They, like, her nude scenes are the reason that she has gained the the amount of notoriety she has today. Mm-hmm. And now when it has unforeseen consequences that really she should have predicted, now she wants to turn the blame around on the people who have responded with just as much uh, crass and uh, indecency as she has given to them. It's it's a give and take. It's a two-way street. I will also expect her in 15 years to hold that same energy about being an artist that she had when she was 22 so that I can uh, judge her based on whether she decides later on that she didn't want to make these decisions and then gets mad at people for objectifying her. She'll lead uh, Me Too Part 2 Electric Boogaloo for sure. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be like, I got forced. Keep that same But when energy. that happens, nobody is going to want to listen. Oh, buddy, everyone is going to retroactively forget yeah. and, and listen. They'll still listen. 100%. The, the, <laughs> yeah, no there will be the, the, the minor, uh, the majority of the people on, on Yahoo will agree with us, and then uh, it won't matter because Hollywood will say, yes, it was a problem, while not acknowledging that they are literally the problem they're talking about. So, I don't know. Like, when she's complaining right now about this behavior being disgusting, people sending her nude scenes to family members i don't see a lot of people listening to her or validating what she's saying true and also when your grandparents are commenting that you got the best hits in the biz i feel like that kind of comment opens up things like this just taking a wild you know Mm -hmm. wild guess yep so it's it is it is a play stupid games win stupid prizes. I just wish people would leave the family members out of it. That's just my take on it. But that's because I the would, family like, members like, are the ones who pushed her into this industry. But they don't say which family members. Like somebody mentioned something about um, about like uh, a cousin or something on here. If it's if they're talking like cousins are getting tagged, then that's not their fault. The cousin has no choice over uh, about this happening. That's like her parents. Yeah, that's friendly fire. Fine, they caused it. But a I don't bro- know, a Brett. Brother? I think you're introducing too much nuance into this situation. A, a brother, a cousin, uh, Look, e- even the grand eh, the grandparents raised the. Parents, she has. So, eh. Forgive me if I sound like an imam right now. But she has brought dishonor <laughs> upon her family. Everyone will suffer because of it. And I'm that's how that. life works. You do you do the wrong thing, and the consequences not only come to you, but the people that you're close to who didn't do anything wrong. I also that don't is think real. There, that is the real world. I also don't think there will be consequences because I, I think this will be forgotten about in t minus five minutes, uh, depending on how long it stays in the media. Uh, this stuff is so common now; it won't matter. Sure, I mean, think about the fact that, like, the <laughs> Kim Kardashian having sex with Pete Davidson by the fireplace was, like, to at the top of the headlines to honor her, for her, weeks. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, there, there is a, a pointlessness to the, to the news cycle here. Yep. Uh, we got some super chats. I think we got a couple there. Okay. Caper2x said, we all agreed Mary is crazy. No, Mary rules. I don't get it. 
Halls and the Kid said, Dearest Dane, what's the best breakfast item and why is it French toast? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's bacon. Whoa, did I just completely subvert everyone's It's not one of the options. It's not one of the options. Speaking of which, although we've lost a lot of viewers Uh, (laughs) since our last stream. Guys, we now have (laughs) merch. We now have merch available. There is a Teespring. It is linked in the description box for this video. We highly encourage you to go there and check it out. Mary, did you have a particularly favorite item on there? Isn't it just one? Uh, so yes, far? but there's multiple things. Would you rather have it on a mug or would you rather have it on a. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the mug makes most sense because yes. it is about breakfast no, the, items. The apron makes the most sense. Mm. Yes, the apron makes the most sense. Pop culture so. crisis is self care. And yep. you can take care of yourself by purchasing one of our valued items. Perfect. Uh, it is in the description box, guys. So thank you so much for supporting. I think there's a couple more super chat. There's one more super chat there. BMF Nate Dog said, I'm with Mary. We need more shame in society. Come on. Like, th- back me up here. Like, well, nev- where is where is the cosmic retribution? <laughs> it never <laughs> happened as long as where money is Where is the still revenge? Uh, I mean, I don't know, if, like, revenge. But, like, I, you know. Well, I, I was talking about revenge in the context of, like, Wakanda forever. And everyone's like, wow, Mary likes murder. I mean, okay, that's not what I said. <laughs> I'm just like constantly getting misrepresented, yeah. but you know, whatever. And there's one more That's there. Fine. Just can I read that one? You can read it, Dane. Murray sounds like she's about to issue a fatwa. Should I grab my <laughs> sandals and other hats? <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> All right, guys. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, it is time for meme, meme review. review. Say it again, Dane. Meme review. Mary, meme review. Meme review. All right. Guys, so I'm going to just go through one at a time. I, uh, we we, uh, we uh, curated beforehand these options yeah. that we have today. So the first one we have uh, was from Potatoes for Seamus. We're just going to go through it right like this. Me checking my bag of Taco <laughs> Bell to make sure they didn't forget any of the 25 items I ordered. The question I have is, is, is this a wedding order? Is this, is this like uh, <laughs> if you have a Taco Bell wedding, is it catered by someone else? Uh, well, hmm. it's got to be catered by Taco Bell. What well, do you no, mean? no. What if you have it at a Taco Bell, but you have something, but you have Burger King sent in? Oh, that would be illegal. <laughs> I think that this is a real life picture of Bad App looking for his bride at his Taco Bell wedding. Base. What's the best fast food to cater a wedding? You should literally never cater fast food to a wedding. I'm just saying, gone to your head if you had to, Okay, Mary. Waffle House. Wendy's. Waffle House? Does, yes. it, does it? No, by your rules, it doesn't have a drive-through. Frick, maybe it should. <laughs> um, hmm. Chick Fil A then, definitely Chick Fil A. I also want to point out, Mary, that everybody in the chat agrees with you. More shame on society. We need to See? agree with more shame. Look, like, um, I, am I the only one who's willing to say it? Am I not. the only one who's allowed to say it because yep. I'm a woman? Basically. Is that what happened? Could be. So, uh, you are you are correct in this context. I think Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Uh, Wendy's is the second best, though. Chick-fil-A at a wedding at least has a little bit of class. Yeah. If it's a Christian like a wedding, bit. for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very topical. All right, guys, we're moving on. Uh, this one says, the choice is hard. Making fun of Brett or agreeing with his base take. Well, I don't have the base take today. Mary has the base take today and, all, yes. and most days. And most, yeah. Yes, in most mm-hmm. days. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just not based enough, apparently. I've known to be based. The, uh, the, the fun- I don't know. Sometimes we dunk on the hose together. The- I guess yes. today wasn't the day. <laughs> Absolutely. That's fine. We all have off days, Brett. 
Um, God, you're such a legend today. <laughs> I love it. I came back from the weekend just ready to go off. Um, so, so the cho- the choice <laughs> is very difficult. Uh, we'll move. We're moving on. Oh, we got that one twice. Here we go. Dane is pulling the strings with his Latinx commie history uh, or Latinx commie history. Whoa. Whoa. Dane is a leftist confirmed. Confirmed. They always thought that because of your glasses and beard. Well, then I'm just you, blind. I mean, okay. But then I, I my glasses are more uh, leftist than his. Really? I don't know. Maybe the wire rim is more leftist. I used to, no, I used to have glasses like those. That's when I was getting the allegations. <laughs> Dane is never gonna beat the commie allegations. Nope. Even though I'm the one no. openly saying that I support the CCP. Just kidding, guys. I don't. Or is she? <laughs> all right, we're moving. Up. Speaking of that, uh, Mary Fedcast. We should maybe we should all watch Silence of the Lambs together. So, huh? I hope I didn't have the same sweat stain yes. on the show. Uh, on the show. Well, you're not wearing a turtleneck, so you might yeah. not. You might not. Thank you, dude. Uh, I was watching. I remember me watching that show from my house, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, today's the day." Like, because <laughs> like Mary with a Fed. Uh, today hat. is the day. I was like, oh all that the dossier comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, and I, and I turned in the steel dossier as well and got all the FISA warrants. And <laughs> all right. Uh, if Mary's a fed, I'm going to jail. I mean, let's let's yep. let's face it. It would be really funny if the person who was the fed came in with an actual FBI sweater on. That's what actually, I said. They did that in, a, in an episode. Uh, I've been rewatching Graceland, which was this great USA drama from like 2015. OK, great. Might be a slight overstatement. I love it. <laughs> but there's a part where because they're undercover FBI agents where he's like. The, the lead agent was like in the news that week when he wasn't supposed to be. And like he can tell that these guys that he's like doing a drug buy with like recognize him, but they can't quite place where he's from. And he just says, oh, yeah, I play a cop in the movie sometime. And he throws his badge on the table as if to say, he's like, look how fake this thing is. And they buy it and then go through with the drug buy. <laughs> so funny. Mary would be like, look at me. I'm, I'm totally the Fed. And then, of course, she was wearing the hat. How is like we should have seen, seen it coming. How you not seen it coming? We should have seen it coming. I saw right. it coming. Here we go. Oh man! Oh, God. <laughs> Iron Man died so that we could have this. Yeah, that that is the funny thing about that is is like if Iron Man could roll over in his grave if it was an actual grave if it was a real They're person. They're just twerking. This is just Megan The Stallion and She Hulk twerking on Iron Man's. Grave. How is this not racist? I'm also more offended by like uh, the fact that she's being forced to twerk <laughs> with flat bottom shoes. No one. Oh, mm-hmm. she doesn't look very comfortable. Yeah. She's like, this is how I'm going to relate to you. <laughs> this is your culture, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, hey, you leave Megan the Stallion alone. <laughs> All right. Not. We are moving on. <laughs> so you're the final boss in the game, Mary. They have they have confirmed this. And you would have to wear that hat. Wait, uh, what does it say? It says, when, the, when, uh, when you play the game till the end and the final boss comes out. It's you're kinda, me? It's you're, Comrade Mary? You're kind of short for the final boss, but I suppose that makes sense. Uh, I, maybe I'm just controlling it. Yes. I'm at a control panel inside it. Um, she packs uh, a punch. Uh, maybe Dane is the fi- maybe Dane is the final boss control, or maybe you're the final boss controlling a Dane-sized yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would make that would make more sense. <laughs> 
Oh, so uh, uh, Dustin in the chat says, what good role models for young girls? Yes, that, that meme about Megan Thee Stallion, that is exactly what we want. But the thing is, Dustin, that show, that episode wasn't meant for young women because that show is made for lonely, like, uber-feminists who have no chances of it finding a husband and they're going to die alone with a glass of wine and 90,000 cats. But it's so stupid. Like, if I walked into a lawyer's office and he starts dancing the Macarena, I'm freaking leaving. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to ask him what the hell's going on. What's, <coughs> where did you get your drugs? And where Where's the some? She-Hulk Better Call Saul crossover episode? Ah! Oh, my God. If they could get the writers, that would be fantastic. They should do <laughs> I mean, it would it would make no sense. Fantastic in, like, the worst way possible, to- maybe. Tonally, it would make no sense, but it would be hilarious. Yeah. All right. Oh, Neither gotta- did Daredevil. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I'm I'm more terrified Pop for that Pop culture, show. family matters. Here we go. Are you ready, guys? And also, Gro- uh, Groshan said uh, uh, that. Huh? Said that uh, all videos have been checked for plagiarism. Like oh. they won't they won't set off. Um, we'll find out if he's trusted. I'm pretty sure now. this one immediately disproves this point, but let's do it. Okay, let's give it a shot. No, no the audio. sound isn't on. This nation. My name is Brett. It's Mary. I thought that was going away. Crisis Nation? Crisis actors. Okay, should I say, hello, Crisis World. Yes. It is Mary. Yes. This is so meta. Well, well, well. <laughs> You're not that case. Everyone's making this so difficult. I'm not sure I want to read that. that uh, and it's definitely not me because I'm a boomer. <laughs> not? This is a pro Army Hammer podcast. Mass literacy is a problem. My name is Brett. It's Mary. Thank you, here. Ian Arthur Crossland, for those of you who know. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. Oh, there's the audio. Ladies that are preparing to have babies, this one's for you. (laughs) Wake up! I'm wearing a wire. Uh, the, the the music might definitely get us yeah. copyrighted. Worth it though. <laughs> right at center. Wait, what, what's the implication? <laughs> you should have a couple of good friends that you can tell pretty much anything to, right? <laughs> that so that you're not just being a weirdo and oversharing with everyone. Things like, oh, I'm the hubby doobity from dappy doobity da. <laughs> when was that? I don't know. When I'm such a that? legend. Like, like, Me as both of the Olsen twins, yeah. though. I love that the story is like, oops, I made a bomb. <laughs> I'm such a toxic bitch today. <laughs> <laughs> Only women in Oppenheimer are allowed to do that. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, I do have to point out as we continue that I'm actually being tortured right now because the sound of my own voice is literally such a such a vile thing to me. But we're also part of it. the laugh track. Um, I'm, I'm suffering right now so thank you we are the laugh track yes. not, yeah like women are like i am become target destroyer of <laughs> tell me when my voice is gone i don't think donna langley is uh super connected to the fan base of fast and furious what this is no this is what she's removed from it this is what they need to do they need to take the same women give them the same character names put it under the same franchise and make it a whole what movie about how women can't drive <laughs> <laughs> They, they just back up. We Oops. need the laugh track button, don't we? Uh, we? We definitely need a laugh track button. Like, they didn't put instead it in of drive. Fast and Furious, it will be called Slow and Confused. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's 
my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you think let's oh, let's uh, like, let's move on. No, you want to see watch the old thing? All right. What's her real last name? Cockburn. You're kidding. Cockburn? Wait, everyone got really quiet real quick. What Olivia Cockburn. Olivia Cockburn. <laughs> How are we going by it? <laughs> going by that. How yeah. But saying. probably accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Shinny Shelley says the tra- the chat is your laugh track. The headline says she had a bad experience on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean when she was a younger actress. And I these days, the way the media climate is when you see a headline that says, I had a bad experience on set, you immediately think sexual misconduct. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down, I was just getting sensory overload from all she, the big loud noises. I, <laughs> That's my life. I <laughs> 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 The, the world is getting increasingly complex. I do want to know which which Olsen twin would you be if you were an Olsen twin? A- apparently both. Apparently both. <laughs> in many ways, technologically, biologically, in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> and the authorities, in every sense of the word, are increasingly getting more and more unserious. We're an in, in, unserious species at this point. We are an unserious and people. Then when genuine issues arise and no one respects authority, they're flabbergasted. So like, true, oh, me. I'm the hubby duty from WCW. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that's from. What episode was that? What were we talking about? I don't know. That was incredible. That was incredible work. That was from, Thank you. from John. Thank, Thank you, you so much. John. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's the picture. That you are wow. uh I don't know which Olsen twin you look more like. That's cute. The da- and Dane just uh, that's very handsome and, and Ian got uh <laughs> a haircut. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Love Amber uh, Heard's cameo there. Yes. <laughs> uh were you were you the, one of these people? Did you fall asleep at all during the movie? I fell asleep for sure during Thor Love and Thunder. Almost fell asleep during Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, but I made sure to get a good night's rest before we went to see Wakanda uh, Forever. I did not fall asleep. Oh, also, before we continue, guys, Mary suggested, uh, do you want to tell everyone how much you hated Tulsa King? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sidetrack. Uh, Brett wanted to review Tulsa King because he loves Sylvester Stallone. A lot. I a lot. Not lo- I don't love the Sylvester Stallone. The same reason okay. that we reviewed I just, Samaritan. I just I'll say. love Rambo and Rocky and uh, awesome 80s masculinity. Okay. Yeah? All right. Okay. And that is the reason that we reviewed Samaritan. I didn't mind Samaritan at all. I thought it was like kind of a cute superhero movie. However, Tulsa King is not it. It is so it is so corny and stupid. I knew I wasn't going to like it from the jump because I I'm just not into Sylvester Stallone. I'm not into like his Italian mob boss act that he was doing. But I, it was so bad that I was like actually kind of shocked. Like I was a little bit taken aback because I didn't expect it to be that stupid. Um, <laughs> like it, I didn't believe a single scene that happened in that show. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Brett was like looking to be 
looking to suspend his disbelief, but I couldn't do it. Okay? I was okay. Look, I was looking to suspend my dis- disbelief, and I found it to be, uh, if not a little bit bland when it comes to the side characters. I enjoyed watching because of you dislike Sylvester Stallone's voice. I like it's his voice. It's gotten worse over the years. Like, you can't talk. How can you be an actor? I like it in this context because of him doing what is essentially he's a mob boss fresh out of jail after 25 years. And what you get in the first episode is especially, is essentially amounting to uh, a fish out of water story where he's... Uh, he- That's the... Okay, look. The same thing happened in the pilot of Cobra Kai, where Johnny is this out-of-touch boomer who doesn't understand modern technology, or he's so out-of-touch with the cultural sensitivities Mm. these days. That actually landed, it was funny, it made sense. But then in Tulsa King, he's a fish out of water. However, in the beginning scene, he says... Uh, were the things I did worth 25 years in prison? But no, not even 25 seconds. And then he goes right back to criminal activity? Because it's all he knows. It's, oh it's my all he gosh, knows. It's, this is so lame. It's uh, This is so lame. Am so, I supposed to take this seriously? So the, like, the, it, like, it actually makes me mad. I... Look, yeah, I think you're you're taking it a little too, too seriously. Though I, I actually can it's make supposed the, to I be good. Make, <laughs> I could make the, you could make the argument that yeah, uh, as far as Taylor Sheridan's writing, he's uh, he continues what would I would consider to be uh, a, a set of stories that aren't necessarily in line with most of what you're seeing out of Hollywood these days. Even just a mob story like this in general doesn't feel like something you're going to get much of. I will say that uh, Andrea Savage, who did a really good job on iZombie, was particularly underwhelming in this performance. Granted, it's only episode one, and there's a decent reveal of her as an FBI agent at the end that proves like this conflict. You know, there's a there's a conflict of interest that happens earlier in the episode, uh, and the if there was a big down downside to it it would be that the supporting characters don't elevate the material and Stallone on his own doesn't carry it the same way because it requires more of him than a lot of his other roles like a like a Rambo uh or or a a Rocky right so it's requiring more of him and there's more material here there's just more time that's going to have to be dedicated to it I will say that I'm probably going to be doing if we're not reviewing it here because uh, nobody else wants to watch it, I understand that. What I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm probably going to post small reviews on my uh, on my Instagram as it goes. The episodes are only 40 minutes, which is another reason I think it's worth at least checking out to see if you're into it uh, because it's not as much of a time commitment as most shows that are released weekly, which usually start to go at least an hour, Over an hour, an yeah. hour. So I, I say, check it out and see if you, and if, see if it's something like, I think Stallone, <laughs> there's an air about Stallone. Look, this guy needs okay. to retire. Stallone had a, a, a weird two episode arc where he did a TV show called Las Vegas that was starring James Caan back in like the mid 2000s where he does a similar type role where he plays like a a fixer and he's kind of got the same thing he's only got one name and he talks like this and does his voice it's who he is and if that's you if you like Stallone I don't think this is something you'll hate Mary and I should review uh, shitty reality TV Perhaps I think so. that we should review America's Next Top Model. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, um, so, I, 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 guys, it's on Paramount look, Plus. No, if you like Sylvester Stallone, this is going to make you want him to retire. 
I don't know about that. Genuinely. I don't know about, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, I Guys, go check it out. There is one uh, semi-funny moment where he calls out, like, a, it's, of course, they had to get in something to do with racism because it's 2022, but they at least incorporated it in a way that kind of made sense, kind no, of, sort it of. Stupid. It was still stupid, but I, and I rolled my eyes at it. I am but actively ma- telling you not to check it out. Guys, go check it out. At don't least, check look, it out. 40, 40 <laughs> minutes. Go watch. Check epi- it out. Don't, don't listen to her. Ignore. If you want to look, hate, watch it. it look. It Me can't, review. It can't, be a 40, it can't be a hate watch because I'm going to like it and you're going to hate okay, it. So okay, okay. Argument over. Go Me watch review. It. We're back. Resumed. All right. So go check it out. By the way, someone, someone figured out where the line was from. What? I was describing Lord of the Rings. Okay. Oh, oh. All right. All right. One for my boy. Every legend has a weakness. Samson, <laughs> Achilles. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, that's a okay. Who made this? Is from uh, Nate Dog says that a bad app. I want to know what bad app's opinion is on this characterization of him. Bad app hasn't been in the chat today, so I guess he can't uh, defend out. his honor. He is missing out. Oh, also somebody pointed out R.I.P. to James Con. Yes, James Con passed away this year. Who? Uh, James Con. Godfather. No. No, uh, not, Godfather. Uh, not recently. Not recent. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's been an actor for like thirty gazillion years. His son's James uh, Scott Con, who's still still acting mm-hmm. today. Uh, all right, uh, we're moving on. And by the way, when Bad App eventually, maybe he goes back and rewatches this. Maybe he gives us his opinion on uh, on, on what he feels like he how he was being portrayed here. Those pupils are dilated, or no? They're uh, what is it like when they're not? No, you got it right. Di- well, yeah, they're dilated. Oh my god! Yeah. Legend. What? Yeah. The sun. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Danielle official is still on TV. She's still smoking hot. She directs anti-comic <laughs> propaganda. That is literally me. And that, that's my Vince McMahon right there. But apparently uh, somebody informed me in the chat. Like when I was like, we should get her on the show, which I was like half kidding about. Cause I, I just assumed that every actor would be like, why would I want to go on a show where they're trashing actors? <laughs> like, um, don't assume that. Like she, uh, she, um, she has like BLM and like the fist uh. in her profile. So I don't think we're really the target demographic for her. I mean, but does she mean it though? Or is it like the people in DC mm. that put it so their house wouldn't get wrecked? Good know. point. Good point. Know. But yes, she's still, she's still absolutely a babe. All right. <laughs> Affleck is the best Batman of all the Batmans. Peace. Uh, first of all, I did not. Was that supposed to be German? <laughs> My, what is that supposed to be? Or that be ze? What, what is that supposed to be? My I, Danish? I, I don't know. I don't know, but you're wrong, and it's wearing on me. Um, first of all, I never said he was the best Batman ever, 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 ever. Then ever, why ever, is ever, there ever, a ever, meme ever. about it, Bretovic? Uh, I don't know, Dane. Why is there a meme a meme about it? I can't tell you that. I just know that I never said he was the best. Oh Batman yeah, ever. and now okay, you're gonna did, tell me memes lie. If I did, it was sarcasm, and nobody what? nobody picked up on it. Uh, oh, po- uh, Porco Rosso forever says her name is Topanga. Yes, I don't really know her as Danielle Fischel. I know her as Topanga on Boy Meets World. Yes. Topanga just, Lawrence. Yes, Topanga Lawrence. So Dane is, of course, there. look at Dane right there. He's just <laughs> upset. Uh, I went back this weekend and watched old episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and that is Batman right there, Kevin Conroy. So here we go. <clears throat> when Mary is gone. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, so Sorry. apparently, Mary not being on the show at any point is vomit-inducing. Though to be fair, it's rainbow vomit-inducing. So that's because, either because it's a sausage. Fest. Fest. Well, that or maybe they maybe they eat uh, fruity pebbles before they before they watch that day. 
Yeah, if you're interpreting this charitably. Yes, I'm. I, well, I'm always with the charitable interpretations. No shade to Mary, but that episode was a banger. Uh, I would like to. I would like to think that I am. I am pretty charitable most of the time with most of my interpretations. I get yelled at for it. Apparently, me not shunning all of uh, Sydney Sweeney's families to hell and damnation is is uh, too much. I'm yeah, just saying curses are a thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Shimmy, Shimmy Shelley. Dana's losing it. Shimmy Shelley and Ellen Thompson are both saying that I am secretly like not just I don't just think Ben Affleck is the best Batman, but basically that I like have pictures of Ben Affleck with hearts around them. It's true. Uh, it is not true. It is not true at all. Then why do you defend him so much? He has like a whole shrine to Ben Affleck <laughs> as Batman. Argo. No, it's all the other ones. I, I, I hide my love of him as, as Batman because of uh, the scrutiny I face. Your most garbage this- take is that you think Trauma. Ben Affleck is a good Batman, but his role in Dogma was sus. I never said that. Chat, check the tapes. I never said that he's <laughs> Check the tapes, chat. We got him. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, that is definitely not my most sus take, by the way. Uh, we're moving on, guys. Uh, okay, so we have Bad App. We've got this one. Did we? Did I double upload some of these? Am I missing some? Ah, oh, that one. Rolls. Here we go. <laughs> that is not fan base is and that, Brett keeping his word. Is is that the color of my hair? It was. That it was, was quite yellow. That at the looks beginning. very mustardish. Um, right there. Maybe you didn't realize it, but at the time, I like it. But it was it was very yellow. I like it. at one point. I like it. Oh, by the way, Brie Louise in the chat says she loved Val Kilmer as Batman. I too thought Val Kilmer played an interesting Batman. He also it was also funny because Val Kilmer has one of the most distinct faces you will like. He has most one of the most distinct lip lines that you'll ever see in your entire life. You like you see him with the mask on. You're like it, everyone knows who that is. Like he's got a model face with like a perfect uh, lip line because of. That's what Val Kilmer looked like. I guess you're very concerned with the, the lips of other men. Uh, okay. A, 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 mm. Well, hey, you interesting. Leave me out of this. So, so. <laughs> sussy. Sussy. Brett's being <laughs> sussy today. The struggle is real. When <laughs> when potatoes for Seamus gets potatoes to give to Seamus and Seamus just ignores him. Oh, sad potato noises. What do sad potato noises sound like? Like a potato gun shooting potatoes. <sighs> There's a there's a really great episode of House where he goes to a spud like a spud shooting contest where he takes it's basically a potato gun contest. All right, Fifty Shades of Ian. I don't, oh boy. <clears throat> um, before we move on, I'm going to say uh, 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 Carnell says uh, Val Kilmer played a good Bruce ba- uh, Bruce Batman, not so much. Yeah, he was more believable in the <laughs> role as as Bruce Wayne as like the billionaire because they had him at the at the gala. And all these other roles, he had more time. It felt like to stretch his uh, stretch his legs as Bruce Wayne than he did as Batman. In this, there's also a really funny line in that movie where a reporter says "Brucey," and it's just, <laughs> just "Brucey," and I'm like, well, "Who says that?" Trauma. Trauma. All right, we're moving on, guys. Speaking of trauma. Uh, Speaking of trauma, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Ian. <laughs> I like my dates like I like my desserts. And then what did he say after that? Wait, what? Do you remember what he said after that? I mean, I'm certainly not going to repeat it. I don't. I, I, I don't. I think Ian is just like the king of like creating sound bites <laughs> and leaning into the fact that he's going to be clipped out of context literally all the time. Yeah. Like Ian just has surrendered himself to the what fact that the he line? gets clipped out of context every single day of his life. 
Um, but he was saying very sexually explicit things. Very about sexually dates. explicit. Um, Mary had to cross herself and. <laughs> Uh, it was shocking, appalling, even scandalizing. What uh, in the chat, uh, <laughs> Kai Rain says, "We all know bread is sus. How else does SWAT not know where to look?" That doesn't make it. What do you mean, not know where to look? If they, if I was sus, wouldn't I tell them where to look? Am I misinterpreting that? I I I don't understand it either. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the Fed, secretly. Couldn't be. There we go. No. Why couldn't it be me? We've all got incriminating th- recordings of each other. Oh, well, yeah. Well, mutually assured destruction and all that. All right, we're moving on. Not all <laughs> heroes wear capes. PCC reviewing the shows. And that's us literally saving the crisis actors. We are your human shields from Rings of Power. Yes, we are. And apparently from Tulsa King. Because yes. uh, Mary literally scared everyone off watching it. Makes I mean, sad. maybe they'll want to watch it more now that I've trashed it. Could be, could be. I'm just saying, check it out. Only 40 minutes. It's not a huge time commitment. All right, we got a couple left, guys. The Shannoning. This one's a video, so we're good to go. Ready? Love this. Let's do it. Samuel Morgan. I'm starting it from the start again so we can get the full audio. Samuel Morgan said, first time viewer. I normally watch IRL, and I honestly expected this to be boring. Pleasantly surprised. Well, that's what you well, get. Thanks, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's sure. what we'll you take get it. when you just assume it makes wow. an ass of you. We're and better than IRL. Yeah. Oh, oh we are. Facts. This is when the voice comes in. Yeah. No. Change topic. <laughs> not true. It just does the Amber Alert sound <laughs> on the big speaker. Did you see the thing during the during the Amber Heard trial where an Amber Alert kept going yeah, off while yeah. they were trying to test it while they were doing that's the test? That's a bad omen. That's a bit wow. like. It's like Warner Brothers Weird. with all their bad luck. It's just it just follows all of them. That's coming out Sunday at 10 a.m. on TimCast.com. And thanks again for all the messages I've been getting. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> party. What is happening? Keep us here forever. <laughs> I'm so rich right now. I'm not even. Kidding. I'm so sad I couldn't be on that show. It's scary. It's they walk among us. Yeah. Could be one, one <laughs> of them. Among us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> myself right now. <laughs> Dude. The Shaning. That, That's talent. I want to see Shane's we, live reaction we, to this one. We need to get that picture of, of the you as the two girls. It's literally and, terrifying. And just, make a, and just make a... Somebody take a screenshot of that. Oh and, my God. Uh, that was... Literally scary. Like, for me. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I mean, 
your hairline. I don't know. <laughs> you need some. The ro- girls in the movie didn't I, look I, like that. Say, you need some Rogaine, but I Damn. was told that Rogaine is apparently a prescription medication. I didn't know that. Detox <laughs> right off. Yeah, and detox right off. And Julia, Julia Fox, and Julia Fox is, is a problem with that. That's uh, that's her problem. All she, right. But she's aging, We've which is very sexy. More. We've got one more, guys. It says Rings of Warcraft. So we are going to start this one. I oh, this know. one's great. Like, why are the orcs Australian? It's a biggin. Crikey, I knew it. Can we confirm our location? Is this Kalimdor? Look over there! Very well. <laughs> Has there been any sign of Hellscream or the other ships? This one's a fighter! <laughs> move out. If our comrades did make it here, we should be able to find them along the coast. Leave no stone on turn! <laughs> stop until he's found! Zero Backstreet Boys, Burger King toys. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, that was good. You do a whole episode in that tone. This wants a fight at. Crikey, mate. Uh, you, you guys need to, you need to do that like for a whole episode to do that voice. That would send me to an insane asylum. I gotta do sure. Jordan, my incredible Jordan Peterson accent. Uh, oh yeah, I'll just be an Australian orc the entire time, and you'll be Jordan Peterson. Not hot. Say that again. Not hot. Not hot. Unlike my daughter. <laughs> Not hot. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Perfect. I disagree with Andrew Tate. And I support climate action. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much. We've got some super chats before okay. we go. Go for it, Mary. Uh, Luis Aguilar said, I worked at a Chick-fil-A and someone ordered catering for a wedding. I believe it. That That's was awesome. Me. It's better than McDonald's, That's I guess. Awesome. Caper2x said, waiting for winter and the return of Comrade Mary. Are you going to wear the hat more in the winter? Sure. I mean, I've still got it, so why not? Javi J said, over the top inspired my quest for fitness, installed pulleys in my truck because of Sly. Hi, Brett. See, uh, I love Stallone, man. I just, uh, there's something about it that just works for me. Whether it's like he's, he was on Fox and Friends recently, I guess, and since oh. he watches every day, and I laughed at that. Nice. I'm just picturing him in his, like, living room. Like, <laughs> like he, he's eating dinner. He looks, yeah, he looks, he looks great for his age, but he gets home and he sits in a rocking chair and watches Fox eating and Friends. Eating a mushy dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to, to maintain that size, I imagine he has to eat quite a bit of protein every single day. The circle so. of life. Mm-hmm. You get old and watch Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> Rega Tan said, Mary, did you watch Netflix's Rila Kuma show? I didn't, but I know Brett actually did, and he reviewed it for Pop Culture Yeah, Crisis. Yeah, it was on a special episode mm-hmm. of the vlog. A uh, special episode actually with Mr. Fluffy Kids. He was here. Um, as a guest. He had quite a few interesting takes. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe my most <laughs> maybe my most sus take is that I, I, I kind of preferred him, Mr. Fluffykins, to Dane sometimes, because Dane can be a prima donna. Dane talks back. Dane, yeah. Mr. 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 Fluffykins Fluffy knows his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And that's always important. <laughs> is that, uh, and when you understand where you are in the pecking order, yeah. that's important. Mm-hmm. So Big Dave sent us 99 cents without a message. Thank you. Thank and you. that is all the Super Chats, at Th- least for now. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, Dane. And uh, when you're not, uh, you may not be Mr. Fluffykins, but thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. Thanks. Let where can everyone... we find you? You can find me at Twitter 
at Dane Font, D-A-N-E. <laughs> this works, F-O-N-T. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Mary, where can they find you? If you want to see pictures of me on the internet, you can find me on Instagram at Mary Archived. And if you want to read my inane thoughts on Twitter, you can find me there also at Mary Archived. And I encourage you, if you haven't had your memes featured in today's meme review, then go over to the PCC subreddit and submit your own. And maybe we'll react to them next time. Perfect. Uh, in the chat, uh, somebody said Minnesota winter is in the house. That was from Lovely Nightmare. Luckily, one of, the, one of the great things about being out here is everyone's like complaining. It's like, it's in the 40s. I'm like, I love this crap. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasser. For the show, remember, we do have a merch store available now. It is on the, it is in, linked in the video. It is a description box yes. for a Teespring page. We'll be putting more merch up there as we go. Thank the question you so much is, for, yeah. Waffles, pancakes, or French toast. Exactly. Uh, and guys, if you have merch ideas, please send them our way. You can send them to me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic, or you can send them to. Is that not Culture. a legal liability? Um, uh, that's a, that's a fair question. Dane, can we ask people for ideas for what they want for merch? Do you know? Um, no, we can't. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Too bad. I guess don't send us your ideas for merch, (laughs) and don't watch Tulsa King. Uh, uh, forget we said anything. (laughs) <laughs> Ignore her guys She's wrong Watch Tulsa King I didn't say it was The greatest show on earth I said it's not a horrible way To spend 45 minutes Of your life She's wrong Maybe I'm wrong I don't know Guys uh, <laughs> So please go check out The merch store I'm on Instagram At Brett Dasser For the show We are here Monday through Friday 3pm Eastern Standard Time That is noon Pacific We are also on social media Twitter At Pop Culture Underscore show Facebook and TikTok At Pop Culture Crisis Instagram At Pop Culture Crisis Pod Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you'd like to listen to this podcast rather than watch it, I don't know why you would, but you can. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.